I've got to tell you this before we get started. Just Do you though? It, has, it has no other place in the show. Just <laughs> I'm sitting watching Destiny Fun Place in the car um, mm-hmm. with the kids. Sitting outside the school waiting for them to kind of go in. And every morning they get bored watching whatever I'm watching. So I'm just kind of doing my research for the show. Yep. So Destiny Fun Police is really slaying out in one of his gameplays. And I can't remember which video it was. And Phoenix leans over the back, looks at the video and he goes, that guy's so much better than you. And I went, <laughs> thanks for that. I said, I know he's good. He went, in fact, you're trash. <laughs> Did he say it just like that? Yeah, and I said, Phoenix, I can do some of those, you know, cool manoeuvres when I put my mind to it. And he went, he shook his head and he went, Dad, no, sorry, you're just trash. And they just sat back in the back of the car. Welcome to Two Times and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. A show where we discuss tips, tricks and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. What makes us different? Well, for starters, we're not streamers or YouTubers. We just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 info, news, and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback. You can contact us either by email at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. Now, on with the show. I think I have the sniffles today, guys. Just like, today. Like the gold Shocked reports no one. <laughs> ah, it might it might be. It might be. I cannot confirm. It might be that my sniffles were caused by the fact that I had the AC on fifty-five last night. Cannot or confirm. That you have the sniffles every week and nothing really has changed about that. <laughs> Have we opened the show? Can we go to next week in Destiny? Or have we not quite? We haven't opened the show. We haven't done anything. You just came in and we started talking about how you're going to come visit. I I thought thought maybe you had gotten to it first. You know, it's hard to say. No, he's not professional. Uh, Are you guys professionals? And I missed something? Yeah, we have hats and everything. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So, Two Titans and a Hunter show Destiny tips, tricks, builds, guides, the literacy. You no, know we don't have to do that every week. That I yeah, you have a recorded. Yeah, I know. There's yeah. a pre-recorded bit that just does the introduction thing. We All just right. have to yeah, introduce but... ourselves. So, no, robot well... respawn over there in his hotel. Is it robot-y? So that's what the problem is. All right. You're, you're going to be robot respawn for the day anyway. No matter how your audio is, that's just who you yeah. are in a hotel. Uh, just like I am parody sitting in his sitting in his home coming to you live. Yeah. And that's Marshall Bravestar over there to my far right there over in uh across the pond. Marshall Bravestar. Howdy partners. What up? Is and it? we welcome you this week to our wondrous disaster, our wonderful mess. Yeah. Two Titans and a Hunter. Where we're gonna bring you next week in Destiny, but you know we're off to a good start because there's already a correction. In the very first part of the show. So next week, not by us though. No, 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 not by us. This straight, not by us. Right? Yeah, we never correct anything. We're gonna read you. (laughs) We're gonna read you all the words. Unfortunately, the words some of them aren't aren't so much there. Uh, Next week, we're gonna hack the uh, Vex network on the moon in the next override. The vault of uh, glass raid opens the twenty second. Become world's first. The Iron Banner and Showdown return to the Crucible with Valor boosts. And um, they're going to tell you to stop Cargan in the Insight Terminus Nightfall, 
but the inside Trevor's Nightfall was incorrectly listed as the upcoming Nightfall. The next strike will actually be the Fallen Saber strike. So, Fallen Saber next week, not Insight Terminus. Somebody got a bit carried away there. They were like, we really want to see Cargan again. We missed him like yeah. two weeks ago. We want to go back. That was it. Mm-hmm. They were like, I'm going to insert this and I don't care what they say. Yeah, I'm going to put this here and, and, and maybe they'll just they'll go with it. No, sadly. We'll go so, with it, they did. I, I know it's Iron Banner next week and you know how much I love that game mode. Could you just tell us what showdown is so that I know what I'm avoiding. I would if I could remember where I put the notes for where my. You should be prepared for this question every week. I ask you. You should know what it is by heart by now. I don't though, because that would involve remembering things. I I still to this day can't tell you a single name of a single map in this game. I've played them all many, many times, but I I cannot tell you what a single one of them are. I hear you, man. They they exist. I, I go there. I visit them. I murder people. I get frozen, we have good times, we laugh, we cry, we fall to our death. Uh, but Showdown, that's where two teams vie for dominance by seeing which team can score the most kills in a timed round. You try to win the best of three, and if you're tied going to the fifth round, it becomes sudden death, and you only get one final life to uh, either win or lose. And Shaq screams about Showdown the entire time. Now, <laughs> grenades! Have you, grenades! Have you got on that list something about how Iron Banner works, just for those people that don't know what Iron Banner is and how that works. You know, I don't have all my on my list of Crucible modes that I blatantly stole from uh, Destiny Wiki, uh, Destinypedia, I think is where I told it from originally. <laughs> um, but Iron Banner is basically a modified version of Control, where there's a certain number of you know points on the map, three points, it's a 6v6 activity, you try to collect the points, capture the zones. If you capture all three zones in... Iron Banner, unlike regular control, it will lock the zones from the other team, and basically they can't capture the zones for some number of seconds, and you can go slay out and murder the other team, and uh, mercy them, and then everybody wins. And you get to, you get to put on your emblem, and you get to wear your cool and, and And what else about Iron Banner? What's special about Iron Banner that no other Crucible mode has? It has a demon in there. Samurai armor. And... What about light? Does light matter in Iron Banner? Never. Nope. Never? Your light doesn't matter in Iron Banner. You should go in at the lowest light level possible. That's the most important. (laughs) Well, you do get more points if you do go in as a lower light level and kill people of a higher light level. Your bounties progress further and faster. You do. But yes, that is one of the other light level enabled activities like trials. But your artifact is disabled. So it's whatever light level that you are on your current gear. Indeed. And there are four bounties each week, every time that comes up, that are pinnacle rewards. So if you are striving to get pinnacles, that's the week to kind of jump into Crucible and give it a go. Because it seems to be a lot more people in Iron Banner than any other game mode for kind of Crucible. Even Trials, when Trials is offering so many more weapons than is unbelievable. Yeah, I don't even know why. It's not even meh. And you know the last few the last few Iron Banners, I haven't been wowed by the weapons lately. You know, I just haven't. Are you looking forward to any of the weapons coming out of this Iron Banner, or are you just looking for the game mode? Um, yes, a bit of both. I'll, I'll try the new. I'll try. The, I'll try the new weapons and see what they're like. But I'm I'm not really a hand cannon wielder. I mean, I've got my true prophecy that I use on my hunter, and that's it. Although saying this, 
this week I really enjoyed using my igneous hammer when I was doing the loss sector to get my um, legs, my, my new exotic legs for my Titan this week. That did work really well. Yeah, I'm more I'm more excited to go into Crucible with the new weapons I've gotten so far and see how they perform and act. And yeah, oh, yeah. What's your favorite weapon so far this season? I don't really have a favorite yet. I'm really curious to try the grid was it the grid skipper that pulse rifle. Yeah. Um, I just yeah, I played that, it just yeah. a little bit. I played a couple of survival matches just to get the you know seven win survival thing done. And I just really like the way it feels. I like the fast firing of it. It doesn't bounce all over the place. Oh, so you've got one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got a couple oh. of no composure. I got the, you know, loaded questions replacement that I've fired like twice. I'm just, I want to play with it and see if it feels the same way the loaded questions did. I'm really sort of surprisingly enjoying the survivor's epitaph, the new hand cannon. It's a, I think it's a 180. Like it fires slower. So I think it has more of that malfeasance feel to me, which is the only other like hand cannon I can use halfway competently. I don't think I've gotten one of those yet. And I mean, and the Chroma Rush Auto Rifle, I'm just, it it, it just makes me smile. It just, it, I've got one with the Adrenaline Junkie and the Heating Up Perks on it, and it just, it's a bolt of death going towards people. I can bring the Active War Rick out again this season between the team <laughs> guns and the auto rifles. And, oh, uh, okay, so that makes a difference. See, that was my thing. I, I loved it at first, right? During the honeymoon phase, I thought it was great because I have a couple of roles, my favorite being the Heating Up Rampage, right? And at first it was like a laser beam because I have stability almost maxed out on it, right? And it, it, it was fun at first. But the downside is it chews through that magazine so fast, dude. I feel like you have to reload the daggum thing almost as much or more than you have to do a freaking submachine gun. You know what I mean? So, um, I mean, thinking about it like an auto thing. rifle is like, in my opinion, the wrong way to do it. You have to think of this bad boy like a submachine gun with bonkers range, right? Because that's what it feels like. It just feels like a large capacity submachine gun, fast firing submachine gun that's got more range. But as an auto rifle, I don't like it as an auto rifle. I, I just, I can't. I, in, at first, I did, but just not anymore. I don't know. What was that? The that rig. Rush. Yeah, the rush. But the rig. Yeah. I bet the rig makes all the difference for that gun. Really, really extends that magazine, man. I bet it would be fun. With well, no, rig. if you put an extended mag on it, you get sixty bullets. Yeah, I'll still, I've yeah, got what? fifty-one by default. Those up to nine aren't really going to change anything. Oh, that that gets you the extra kill. Yeah, I mean the one I've got has a has a pended mag and it holds fifty-seven. And then you know the worry brings that up. I've been using between that and the swarm. I'm sorry, not the swarm. The shadow price to do uh, nightfalls this week. Oh, the, the shadow price, yeah. Because with the um, the anti barrier auto rifle, you can shoot right through the uh, the shields of our of our buddy Belmont and his little little friends. Yep. Oh, and uh, and and quick piece of advice for people doing the nightfall because we did the nightfall a few times last night, um, and we were rocking double primaries. Uh, let, let let me let me make this clear. You don't need the double primaries. Rock, uh, like he says, like an auto rifle or a scout for the shield popping, and then the divinity. I completely forgot that the the divinity has the freaking um, overload perk on it by default. You know what I mean? So don't a lot of people might not have the divinity because the well, divinity go out there and get it. Stop whining. It's an exotic that you have to do a lot of work to get through doing yep. the Garden of Salvation raid. So maybe a lot of people that are new to the game might not actually have it. We'll go get it. Go buy it from the kiosk. Go go or go acquire this piece of send a message piece. to respawn, and obviously he'll sherpa you through the nightfall. 
Because he has one. Yes, I don't mind, but if you pull a demon, I'm kicking you immediately. It's also a moot point because the nightfall is already gone. By the time people hear this, it'll be it'll be a different nightfall entirely now. Yeah, then you yeah, just up for then yeah. for next week because you know you yeah. must have fallen saber strike. <laughs> yeah, I have to have to murder your fallen sabers. It does feel like and again I've only run you know five or six nightfalls this week, but it feels like the the overload hand cannons are actually overloading the season. Like when I shoot, they are the overload champions. They actually they stop for a second. Now, granted, I haven't yeah. I haven't shot any captains yet, so they could just ignore my overload and then murder me anyway. But the Vex champions and then I fall. It's like, okay, I shoot you and you actually stop for a second versus the captains where you shoot with the overload and they go, no, no, I'm sorry. I don't believe that. So maybe just my dumb luck or maybe it actually feels like it works this season. Don't know. Well, I mean, are you comparing it to, to, um, not the overload hand cannons, but the unstoppables? Because the unstoppables, no, no, a lot overload. of people get those two mixed up. Okay. Nope. Yeah. Very much, no, very much the overload. All those captains and the overload in the all the overload captains in the lost sectors that I would shoot and they would just laugh at me, and I have to end up just piling arc grenades on to actually get them to stun long enough to bring their health down. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So before we get we go down the rabbit hole of what's new and what's exciting. So we just quickly go over just in case we get this podcast out in time. So from Destiny News, Trials of Osiris rewards for this weekend. So this is up until submachine reset. gun, all of the submachine guns. Three wins is the new submachine gun, the Sarai's Wrath. I'm guessing that's the the name of it. Five wins is your Eye of Soul sniper rifle. Seven wins, which is your chest piece, the armor, and then your flawless is the messenger adept, which is your pulse rifle. And if you are looking for Zer, who is the mysterious being who brings many exotics for everybody he will bring you weapon and one class specific exotic so you have the jade rabbit which is the scout rifle then you have the ophidian space for the hunters the mask of the quiet one for the titan helmet skull of diahamkara is the warlock helmet there you go so that's what's happening with those two things if we can get this podcast out in time that's what you've missed you know, catch up. If you want to know this stuff as it comes out live, you know, watch it on Twitch because we have a Twitch channel that does the podcast live. But again, I must preface: Do we? you don't get all the cool. Yep, you don't get all the cool sound effects and editing that Night Demon does. So you just you get a raw get, version. You do get half the songs, though. So. You do get half the songs, and and he's not going to tell you where to find this Twitch channel. You just have to go look for it. You just try your best. <laughs> No one responds in real life, all spelled out at twitch.tv. There you go. And if you're trying to keep track of, of who, who the new things are and who brings what each week, I want to give a quick plug to Destiny Insights. That's plural, mm-hmm. Insights on Twitter. Because they it used to be just a bot that would tell you what Banshee was selling, but now they, they've upped their game to say, here's what not only Zur is selling each week, but here's the roles each of them have and the totals. And what Ada is selling each day. So if you're looking for like your submachine gun ammo fire finder or firepower mod that, you know, is the first time it's ever been sold because it's new stuff. You know, whenever that stuff drops, they will update you with, hey, here's the new thing. So it's a nice place to go. And just if you're on Twitter anyway, Destiny Insights with a plural S will tell you uh, who's selling what when. And it, it gets updated daily, weekly as needed. Nice. Yeah, because we now that we've had our update 3.2.0 and the game has kind of evolved into the new season, there are new things in the tower. And is it daily or weekly roles for 
the vendors like Ada and the gunsmith. Uh, the guns. Wait, what? I'm honestly, I'm honestly not sure about the role. Like I've seen they've had roles, and I haven't really paid attention. I think they're weekly, but I haven't actually visited them and look at the guns long enough to pay attention to if they were new or different. So the gunsmith. Well, what are you has, talking about? I missed the, the gunsmith part. has guns each week for sale. Yeah. That could potentially yeah. be god rolls, like we had back in oh, Destiny One. The guns, guns. Okay. And they have mods. If you've missed out on mods over any seasons, or you're new to Destiny. There are mods that Ada One sells and the Gunsmith sells that can help you enhance your gameplay and slot your mods onto your, your gear. So nice. they're, they're worth checking out every day if you are new to Destiny. So should we get into Destiny 2 update 3.2.0 quickly, just to go over some of the changes and things that have happened? It's a massive one. It's all the new things. So many new things. things. They've added four new, four new Lost Sectors, the daily rotation of Legend or Master Lost Sectors. They fixed some case-by-case case issues of unresponsive or, or clumping combatants in various activities. And, uh, you know, fixed issues with preventing enemy AI from firing into some six-player activities when there are lots of enemies in the area. Say they've put four Lost Sectors that have been adding to the daily rotation. That means that they've added them to the EDZ. So you can now search for them on the Cosmodrome, EDZ, the Moon, and Europa. And Crucible, they uh, you know updated the intro experience. You can now scroll through the names of the players you're going to be in there on the on your team with for about three seconds before that screen goes away. Momentum control and team scorch is back, and there is a weekly challenge for team scorch. So if you haven't scorched people, go scorch them when they come up next time, unless you don't hear this in time. They adjusted the dead cliffs spawn points where players are no longer placed on the edge of the cliff to start the match. That seems good. Uh, <laughs> fix the audio in private matches and showdown. Disable the mercy rule in private matches. Players can now join a private match in progress at any time, regardless of scoring and winning. And they uh, fix all those inaccessible heavy ammo placements on Distant Shore, Bannerfall, Widow's Court, and Altar of Flame. Now that you say those places, I know where they are. I don't. All, all the ones that weren't there. Gambit, they've apparently fixed a rare issue that could result in fronts not rotating due to a single living enemy hiding at a previously cleared front on the other side of the map. Right into that one. Fix the incorrect progression of the Legion's Folly Vex. Uh, fixed issue where the friendly scorn at Abomination could become friendly and start attacking other scorn. Which saddens me greatly, because I saw him and he was so friendly. I've never seen him attack people, but he would just stand there and look sort of friendly at you and go, Hi, I'm Bob the Scorn, and I love friends. They fixed an issue where drop modes would immediately disappear when the other team summoned their primeval. Uh, fixed an issue oh, that's good. the Deep Six game and map would sometimes fail to move around or take cover. And fixed an issue allowing Warlock players to exploit Blink-related activities to uh, remain on the opposing side during invasions. <laughs> what they didn't fix, though, is there is some kind of either lag or bug in the game. Because twice now, I've been murdered by someone who was not a warlock after their invasion. Like, I killed somebody with a super, was running away, and then, like, fell down dead a couple steps later. I have a clip of it. Because I was, like, I was playing with OD ODST and Pan yes, Were you a titan, like, and did you, did you stub your toe? Because that is sometimes the case. Well, well, I had gotten the kill. It was like five or ten seconds later. Like, I was running away from the engagement and then just fell over dead. And I'm going, well, like, what did you get killed with? Because I had my guy that was complaining that he got killed by the, the raid rocket launcher after the fact. And I was like, yeah, dude, it has travel time. Yeah. So just because you killed him doesn't mean those rockets disappear. He didn't have so, the rockets. And so, yeah. I was killed by Misadventure and the guy's name. I don't remember who the invader's name was. But it said Misadventure and the invader killed me. And I'm going, well, there's no Misadventure. Basically. Apparently. 
they fixed a bunch of stuff in the new light campaign, improved the explanation on some of the tutorial messages. They no longer pop up to distract you while you're trying to play Gambit and Crucible. And they fixed an issue where players could abandon the Spark of Hope, uh, the Spark of Hope quest, and uh, not being able to recover it again or get through it. Oh. So they've also fixed an issue where some quest enemies in Moon Free Roam would immediately respawn after being defeated. Fixed an issue where the Hive Rune could be missing from one of the stones from the chest puzzle on the moon. And fixed an issue where some of the chest puzzles on the moon weren't appearing. Shorehan now offers repeatable Cosmodrome bounties. And they fixed an issue where players could get stuck behind a boss portal in the Velus Labyrinth Lost Sector. The Hive under the helicopter in the dive will now always be that ogre who first killed you back in 2014. I miss him. He's now back. All the forgotten dead ghosts left around the Cosmodrome have been removed for, and properly laid to rest. So esoteric, that does stop you from going around and looking under the map and finding all of these ones that are still there. The Grottos now has the player containment volumes around its water boundaries. So that's basically stopping the yeah. esoteric from going underneath the map and finding where they've hidden the new ghosts or they've hidden the ghosts that they've removed. Okay. That they haven't really removed, they've just put them further down in the map and he can't get past the water boundaries but then froggy will probably find a way around that probably six you two need to hook up yeah mm-hmm. dreaming city they fixed an issue where filling up your quest bounty slots could result in a player losing a small gift purchase awarded to them oh hey guys next week the fallen saber strike during the encounter inside the bunker the death volumes inside the bottomless pit has been lowered to give players a chance to recover they sped up the transition from orbit dialogue to the gameplay by a few seconds Fix an issue where the dialogue lines from the previous era's public events could be played during the war set encounter, confusing everyone. Players' ghosts now immediately revive when the strike ends, and the first team member to enter the war set should now reliably see the war set falling. Be careful! <laughs> In the Devil's Lair, they removed some objects that could be interacted with but had no effects. They fixed an issue where players could get stuck on the air during the Sepix Prime boss fight when using Thunder Crash, and fixed an issue where the Sepix Prime was taking more damage than intended. <laughs> In the inverted spire, as the boss fight progresses to lower levels, any player's ghost left above will now spawn at the current layer. Word of nothing, they fixed an issue where the number of champions killed was not always being tracked correctly, and an issue where the Cabal champions were sometimes missing from the arena fight in the ruins of the old Prison of Elders. In the Corrupted, they fixed an issue where players could get stuck behind the Ogre Room if any member of the fire team was too far ahead of them. In the Disgrace, they fixed an issue where players had completed the New Light campaign would always hear the New Light dialogue during the strike instead of the normal dialogue and fixed issues where players were getting locked out of the boss room, and joining players could spawn in too far behind their fire team. And in the Proving Grounds, they fixed an issue where the strike name was written as Proving Ground, so they added the S. Very important. Super important. Public events, they've stopped the Ether ritual, fixed an issue where the UI wouldn't always display that you had engaged with the public event, and the Hive ritual fixed an issue where players would engage with the public event simply by being in the same area on the moon. You now have to shoot things to join in and then just stand there. Exactly. In the Deepstone Crypt, they fixed an issue where players could hop off sparrows and reset the fire in the basement of the Crypt security encounter, so that workaround's been fixed. Fixed an issue where you can avoid having the rally banner removed after starting the final encounter. And an issue where you could complete Atrex by having players sucked out of the airlock. They fixed issues where players were getting were able to trigger a quarantine in the Crypt Security Encounter by using the finisher on combatants. The Garden of Salvation, they fixed an issue where the music would fail to play on the Divinity Quest. In the Last Wish, they fixed an issue where Riven could start to uh, 
wipe cast 20 seconds, 20 seconds faster if she went to a certain side. In the Dungeon Heresy, sorry Blue, they fixed an issue that allowed a carry object to be duplicated when dunking. No so more duplicating. That's going to hinder anybody that's trying to do their solo flawless version of that, or even just a flawless version of that. Yep. Because that was that was a big part of people kind of getting around that. Hope you had it done already. They did move the fact that you can see your fire your fire team privacy button in the roster layout. So that little like button flying off to the left. So if you want to make it friends only, clan only, invite only, you can actually change that now and see where to find it. Yeah, and then all the all the fancy changes to the new ghost, which I'm finding really useful. It's nice to be able to see what bounties you have, like all the bounties you have, because they're sorted in that view by like what you're closest to getting done with. So it's yeah. nice. And I like, like the okay, fact I'm, that you just push down, 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 and it'll keep going through all the bounties that you've picked up. So if you've picked up more than six, because we thought it was just six last week, you've, it shows you all the bounties as you've kind of completed or not completed them. Yeah. Which is really yep. Or W and S if you're on PC. Yep. You know, whatever. Yeah, and they've added that new. They've they've shifted the Crucible, Vanguard, and, and uh, Gambit buttons over to the left because now there's that Legend area there that doesn't take you anywhere yet. But that's where Vault of Glass is going to be on May 22nd when they launch it. In Season of the Hunt, many armor mods were deprecated as a result of the change to the energy type of all the weapon-focused armor mods being changed to any energy type. The pre-armor 2.0 versions of these perks have now been deprecated. So if you have uh, pre-armor 2.0 stuff like Nightteven, you're sad. The rest of us don't care. I am sad now. Mm -hmm. I've got to go and check that out. Well, like Birdie just said, we don't care. <laughs> the Mind Vault... <laughs> The Mind Vault ornament can now be equipped on year one versions of the insurmountable Skullfort. They fixed an issue that was resulting in feminine characters models utilizing masculine character model hands during certain cinematic scenes, e.g. gear and character preview screens, which was resulting in the hands visibly clipping through the gear wraps bits. Telesto. Let's pull one out for that one. Will no longer incorrectly trigger the Death Throes perk on Verity's Brow Exotic. Kepri Sting well, will no longer fun. grant true sight when affected by another guardian smoke bomb invisibility. Felwinter's Helm will no oh, longer cause on. 2020 Solstice Armor smoke, dude. What the will no longer cause 2020 Solstice Armor Glows to default to void, regardless of the player's current subclass. The heavy-handed mod will now correctly work with the Shivering Strike melee. Sorry. Oh, they have the full suite of Trace Rifle focused armor mods, which they seem to just be handing out. Yes! And, you know, yes! They're, just, they're just handing them out like candy. I, I kill somebody yeah. anywhere and I get one. I'm like, oh, where's this only come from? Yeah. Oh, my God. We'll just sprinkle these and it'll be fine. It's so, so much fun again. I've pulled out all my Trace Rifles that I haven't been able to use in so long. It's so great! And they've removed the infusion cap from all legendary armor pieces issued or reissued in season of the worthy or later. So it's just now got a little infinity symbol next to it. You know, they've done the same thing with the infusion cap for all legendary weapons issued or reissued in season of the worthy or later. So your weapons have become unnerfed or unsunset. Still well, nerfed. until they decide they like sunsetting again. Mm -hmm. Until they figure out how to do it better. I mean, there is no more sun to set, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, if they the were going to remove the whole thing to start off with, they would have just removed it like they. When sun, when sun setting gets so bad, even the Vex get involved. Like, yo, 
you need to stop, Bungie. <laughs> oh, sorry. Like, Bad joke. Still funny. The Vector, like, hold our milk. We got this. Right? Basically. So apparently, they have nerfed the aggressive 120 RPM hand cannons, and they now have damage and aim assist fall off distance reduced by between two and four meters based on the range stats. But some of the videos that I've seen this week. People have still said they're very crispy and still work at reasonable ranges. So they're well, still the crispy violent. wasn't the nerf. The range was the nerf, dude. So I well, mean, unless you wear those yeah. Titan pants, which apparently, uh, yeah, negates all of that. Anyway, yeah. What Titan pants? The new Titan pants, the ones to keep you warm at night. So apparently, this roughly oh, yeah. the range buff that they received in Beyond Light. Vortex Frame Swords, full energy, heavy attack ammo costs now from four to six. And they've removed the chip damage from swords, which we've already kind of gone over previously. Buffs. Yeah. They've increased the precision. So that's the headshots for the 450 RPM auto rifle damage bullet from 17 to 18. So not so much of kind of buff buff, but just a eh. yeah, just, just a little bit of precision damage. So, yeah, nice if you're pouring damage into a big boss, but not great if you're doing anything else. I mean, I don't know. Increasing damage done to headshots in PvP, you know, is a thing, right? Yeah. 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 Gives you an extra point. Uh, you know, you've got your linear linear, yeah, linear fusion rifle and your breach grenade launchers in the world pull, world loot pool as blue weapons. Your linear fusion rifle got their 15% damage and 20% ammo increase bonuses. Arms right buffs. Uh, increase the damage fall off starting in fusion rifles. No effect at the 100 range stat and 2 meters on the... Zero, you know, for zero range stat, so a nice little sliding scale. They did decrease the frenzy bonus damage from twenty to fifteen percent. Uh, replace the quick draw on surplus on the Felwinter's Line Natural Horizons, like they said they were going to do. Reservoir burst increases your max magazine size in addition to its other effects. Reduced full battery bonus damage from thirty-three to twenty-five percent. How much extra magazine does it give you? Do um, you remember? I don't know. Neither do I. I mean. I mean, look, I mean, if it gives you, like, a significant magazine buff, that might actually be something worth going after instead of just be like, ah, it's not so bad now. But if they give you, like, an actual boost to your magazine size, that would be, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then all the other buffs that they've kind of gone over in this patch, you know, we went over last week. They did what they said they were going to do. Basically. Until somebody says that they didn't do it, and then Bungie yep. go, oh, yeah, we missed that one. Yep, and that one, and that one, and that one, and that one, and that one. Oh, that and one was unintended. Like they said, that you know they've tuned the Mida multi-tool catalyst perk from overload, sorry, from outlaw to no distractions. Uh, Hawk Moon has increased priority of paracausal charge and paracausal shot buff. The lament was reduced in damage for revving up the heavy attack by sixteen percent. Uh, Bastion apparently is still quite prevalent in the Crucible, even though it's had its chip damage removed and the spread angle increased by 13%. Tiku's well, divination people were using now, it for more like a close-range weapon anyway, so, you know. Tiku's divination, which was the exotic that we got on last season's pass, is now acquirable through the Monuments to Lost Light kiosk in the tower. So that's that nice, nice little shiny one in between the two vaults, if you're running between Crucible and the Gunsmith. Okay, nice, nice. What about the, uh, can you get the divinity out of there still? Or yet, or whatever? No, because you've got no. to go and do the raid. Stop trying to get people the divinity <sighs> a free way. You've got yeah. to go and do the raid, tap up respawn, jump into his stream, he'll take you. 
He knows the route. Yeah, I do. You've done the rest of the pieces first. <laughs> and it's worth noting. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Over... if you haven't done, if you haven't done either of no, those, no. get him to, to start it from the beginning with you. That's probably the best thing. Jump into his stream and go, can you get me the Divinity? And he takes you to the raid and he goes, well, why isn't this working? And they go, uh, well, I, I don't know what to do first. How and do like I, I said, you, you do some nonsense and you pull a Night Demon like that, you're getting booted and banned. I don't care. Oh, don't do that to the people. Oh, I'm going to do it. You be kind. You take them all the way from step one to step nine. Mm, can't make me. That's worth reminding on, everyone. Check. That there's yep, no reason to, uh, to to devote your life to your power grind because all sources now drops gear at twelve sixty. Your powerfuls are twelve or thirteen ten, and your pinnacles go all the way to thirteen twenty. So again, much shorter grind this season. Uh, the Exo Stranger has new stasis aspect quests available. If that's the thing you want to do. Reminder: you need to own Beyond Light to uh, do that and to benefit from those. Uh, the weapon focus bounties now cycle on a weekly rotation instead of a random rotation. Uh, they fixed some issues with with Eris Moore not showing where her quests were. Uh, there's new daily and repeatable stasis bounties available from Zavala, Shax, and the Drifter. The Gambit daily bounty and all three repeatable bounties require the stasis subclass acquisition because you can't do stasis things if you don't have stasis. Uh, colorblind support, class 2. Still doesn't work. They they reduced the health of the fallen dropship turrets. Oh, so your your colorblind settings didn't didn't do any good. Still no, blind. Not 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 for the health bars anyway. The one yeah. thing that I need them to to fix and go back to, they will not touch, dude. They won't do it. They're like, no, no, they it's all, it. It, it's on the list right after um reducing the health of the fallen dropship turrets, which are very yeah. important. Uh, if you gilded a seal, there's now a counter to tell you that you gilded the seal once before, and you can gild it again and again and again and show that off to the end of the season. Uh, you can now see some of your seasonal challenges from the past season. I don't know why, since you can't do them, but they're there, so you can reminisce about the good times. Shaders were all changed. Uh, any shader that can be unlocked in the collections can be applied to weapons or armor for the cost of 500 Glimmer. Uh, if you have the existing shaders held in players' inventories, vault in the Postmasters, those have all been removed. And uh, now you have to cycle through a list of 10 trillion shaders to find the one you want. So, Bungie, you know what the next ask, next ask is going to be? Let me sort or filter. filter. Yeah. Um, They updated the tooltip to inform players that purchasing the season pass rank at ranks at 99 does not progress past 100. So I guess you can't buy your way to over 100. And your seasonal armor will no longer come from the season pass. It's not there. Can't get three copies of it. Sorry. You got to buy it. Yep. Got to buy it. No, you you don't buy it. You You, play and you get it. The, The big downside of that is that when you had the season pass, you were handed high stat armor rolls. Now I'm just getting low fifties, maybe mid fifties from doing the the activity, the override activity. So I've not had one drop that was quite high. So you said mid fifties. What do you mean mid fifties? Oh, the the stats. Sorry, I was yeah. thinking. I was thinking of the the light. Well, yeah, you used to, when on the season pass, you'd get something like. 66 or 68 really high stat rolled armor pieces yeah but only for the third batch yeah Yeah, but it was worth it yeah but it was still there if you finish the pass now it's you're at the mercy of rng all the way oh yeah fair enough and the so you know taking out the armor they were able to give you these things on the free on the free pass at rank 5 and rank 10 you get 25 legendary shards a piece rank 15 5 enhancement cores Rank 20, an exotic engram, and rank 25, the legendary engram. On the premium track, you get 
uh, 25 legendary shards at ranks 14 and 44. You get five enhancement cores at rank 15, rank 27, and rank 57. 10,000 glimmer at rank 17, 37. Uh, legendary engram at 24. Three upgrade modules, 34. You know, so basically upgrade modules, you know, exotic engrams, enhancement cores, basically, you know, higher end materials in, in replace of all the armor. Again, like they said they were going to do, but that's where it is. They spell it out for you. Uh, the Tweak the background progression of your Valor, Infamy, and Glory, but you won't really you won't notice anything really as a player. What I'd like to see on the the season pass is an either or selection. Either I can have an exotic engram, or I can have a golf ball, or some shards, or prisms as a replacement. So like just a drop down thing to select which one I want from that track. Because if I've got all the exotics, I don't need another exotic unless I'm actually wanting to change it up a bit, you know, and, and look for a different stat role, which, you know, sometimes is what I want to kind of do. But there are, as I've said many times, there are many more avenues to kind of select what kind of exotic I'm going for. So if I want to get exotic boots for that day or that week, I will wait until the loss sector comes around and I will just farm that over and over again to get various different drops of boots because it's exactly the same RNG as just getting an exotic engram with a chance for it to kind of come out of there. So I'd like a, a kind of different avenue of what they're going to actually offer us on the, the pass, like a, a selection part. And speaking of the exotics, have you just been... Does it feel like the game is just throwing exotics at you this season? Like everywhere you turn, there's another exotic. I must have gotten like six in the past week, and I'm not doing anything special. Uh, no, I've gotten the one that they give us, the sidearm, and then I've gotten an Aeon Swift Gauntlet. That's it. So you you haven't had anything drop for you just in out in the world playing? Yeah, the Aeon Swift Gauntlet. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe I, I don't know what. I, and again, all I've been doing is like you know playing Override and you know my three three of each thing. I've gotten this week the Precious Scars Exotic Helmet to drop, the Sightens Rampart to drop, the Stronghold Gauntlets, a second Cures of the Falling Star to drop, a uh, pair of Dune Marchers, and I feel like there was one other one that I deleted. Just, I feel like they're just throwing exotics at me. I mean, you know, no weapons, all, all armor pieces, but it just feels like the armor pieces are just coming at me from every which way. So I didn't know if it was, again, just my RNG this week or what. Definitely your RNG, homeboy. And you know, I pointed you in the direction of the Fallout Plays video where he was telling you that, you know, you could hold X amount of exotic engrams in your Postmaster if your uh, engrams were filled up and then you'd be able to pop them on a day where the master loss sector was dropping whatever you wanted. And it would mm -hmm. give you, say, if it was a boots day, it would give you all boots. For some reason, the ones that I'd hoarded from last season, when I popped them on a day that mm -hmm. specifically it was helmets, mm -hmm. I was getting everything but helmets. So I'm not sure whether <laughs> they tuned that or not, or whether it's just because they were from last season in my postmaster, they've kind of gone, no, 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 you can't have that. One of the little quiet nerfs they didn't broadcast. Did you're trying yeah. to get around? Them. No, no. Yeah. And there's and while they they fixed a bug uh, preventing sparrow cleanup when a rider exited the game unexpectedly, I'm not <laughs> sure why. They then put in the patch that sparrows now no longer time out after seven seconds and can stay in the world semi indefinitely. Just be respectful where you park them. Yeah. No, we were doing um the dungeon last night, 
And one of our guys got stuck on the ribbons. And he was up there for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. And his sparrows were still where he left them. Yep. You can find your way back to a trail of sparrows. And they did finally fix the issue where you're, um, if you're running Nightfalls and you're getting your Strike Unique loot, it actually doesn't give you the vaulted content anymore. So you're not going to get 1,100 Masterworked gear from your 1,300 activity. So that's a nice change. It is nice. So as we said, Ada 1 did return to the tower with a variety of new offerings. And once the seasonal introduction request is complete, players can visit Ada 1 to pick up armor synthesis bounties to earn materials for up to 10 armor synthesis per class per season. Banshee 44, the gunsmith, no longer offers armor mods, but will instead offer a selection of weapon mods with which will rotate daily. So there you go, that's answered our question from earlier. They rotate daily, but I'm not sure about the weapons. And all those Umbral Engrams that I hoarded on my characters from last season, yes, you can take them to the new Umbral Decoder, the helm in the tower, or whatever tower it's in, and decode them into this season's weapons. So it was worth it, because I kind of plowed stuff into them to see what I could get. Oh, good job, good job. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'd be remiss if we, after telling you about three, update 3.2.0, there was a hotfix 3.2.0.0 that came out on the 13th. Uh, which fixed an issue that some players were uh, couldn't get into the game at all. Something about the size of their friends list, if you had more than like 25 or 35 people, I think, I don't know if it only affected PlayStation or mainly affected PlayStation, the game would just crash at launch. Unless you deleted a bunch of friends, then it would let you in. So they fixed that issue so you could actually get into the game. And um, cross-play was a little too beta, so some players were able to uh, cross-play a little bit too early, so they've addressed that issue as well. What that says to me is that they enabled crossplay for certain individuals to test it out, and unfortunately, it went live to everybody once they figured out what to do. Now they've kind of made it back into a beta for those selected individuals that have probably signed NDAs and things. Could be that. What I'm thinking is they accidentally released it so that people can see what it's like to raise hype so people get more excited and bring more people into Destiny. Like, oh no! We accidentally released it. Ah! Well, I mean, the, the, people have either either found or farmed the like. There's a triumph or an emblem or something for you know participating in the cross-play beta to do strikes. So at some point they're going to release it into, you know, some form of form. Because again, at, at some point before they release it in in full, they have to do a large beta test and throw it against the wall and let thousands of people hit it to try to figure out you know all the ways it's broken. And may yeah, this could have been one of those early tests too. They say oh. We're going to release it live, although the fact that it went live with the new season at launch, that seems like just one more thing to massively break, and it kind of did. So, who knows? But yeah, but they but now so, we've got so Now the we've got now. the updates out of the way. We're now going to go into This Week at Bungie for the 13th of May, 2021. And guess what? It's what? basically parody reading stuff, because this week, all they told you is... There's new weapons that if you've been playing the game, you should know that are already back in the loot pool. So you've got the future Walcott weapons, which are quite good, apart from the hand cannon, which was the true prophecy, which was already back, which a lot of people liked. We now have the number, which is the auto rifle, which is, I think, I believe that was a 450. I think it's a 450. I have got one and I, I could possibly tell you what it is. Um, uh, let me just tell you. Uh, I believe it is, yes. I've got yes, one too. It's, it's a precision, so that's one of the ones that have been buffed, so it's a 450 RPM. 
pretty decent stat wise, I guess. Then oh, submachine guns. We have... yeah, with the rolls on it. Have you looked at the rolls? The rolls are crap. It it has good base stats, like he said, but the rolls are just not good. Okay. We have the stockaged. I think it's stockaged stick statistics. Statistics something variable, which is the submachine gun. Yes. Statistical and... variable. Yeah. No, stochastic tick something. Something that statistic variable. No, it's not statistic. I can stay I can say statistic. I can't say (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. I've got my original one from when it was whatever it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and the original (laughs) one the original one came with tap the trigger, accurize rounds, phase magazine. Uh, high caliber rounds, and I believe the the phase magazine increased the damage while lowering the rate of fire. So this was the one where you could switch from going from a higher rate of fire to a lower rate of fire, but it would do more damage. And I, I think Destiny Fun Police really liked this one. It was one of those ones, which is why I kept it. So I don't know if that perk is available on this one. If we were professional enough, we could actually have a look. Magazine, yes, it is available on this one. Ooh. Yeah, like the one I have in that second slot has extended mag, piercing rounds, or phase magazine. Very nice. So, yeah, it increases the damage while lowering the rate of fire. So you can have fast firing, low damage, or low fire rates and higher damage fire. Yeah. Then we have the grenade launcher, and I can't remember. I I don't know what the grenade launcher is. Um, Yeah, I haven't got one of those yet. I did. But it's not as good as the ones we got. What's the name of the grenade launcher? The name of the grenade launcher is what I'm looking up in light. Oh wait, I can look it up in my vault. Hold on. I have one. Let me look up in light. GG. <laughs> well, I was on light. GG trying to find that auto rifle that you guys were just talking about because I wanted to look at it. And the returning sidearm is the vision. And again, I've got my original one from from whenever, which had kill clip had accurized rounds and then it had target SAS, short spec SAS and Farpoint SAS. But you don't care because that's an old one and probably not what's available on the new one. But I kept it because it was a good sidearm for what it was at the time. Good stability, good range and um, high impact or 75 impact, which was quite nice. So with the right rolls, that one might be quite good. And then we have the three returning swords that have returned for the third time now. Yeah, we do. We had the the class-specific swords back in Destiny 2, the year one, I believe it was. Um, Oh, that's what those I remember the the quick fang, which was the hunter one, because you moved a lot faster with that one. I've still got one. Oh, I'm using the hell out of it. I got one that's got whirlwind blade and, and, uh, what is it, one for all? When when you hit more than one person? Yeah, one for all. Oh, dude, it gives it a damage buff, and I keep getting ammo back with quick strikes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, I can't find the grenade launcher, so oops. Um. Anyway, yeah, dude, it's so much fun. So much the fun. The Titan one was something, the Husk Crown or something splitter. like that. Crown, Crown splitter. splitter. And I've no idea what the Warlock one was. But then they changed matter. the names of them when they reintroduced them back into the Menagerie because they were the... Um, heroic menagerie rewards weren't they from defeating the boss and they were just a random drop and they changed the name and the hunter one was called gold tusk and i've no idea what the other two were called so i do apologize but they're 
back, I believe. Is it now back to being the Quickfang? It is, yes. So it'll be the original names for those. So you've got those weapons, and then you've got the Future Warcourt shotgun. Mm-hmm. Again, I can't remember the name of that one. The Decide. Yeah, that's right. I got one and deleted it immediately. But really, no one cares about any of that, because we're just here for Iron Banner next week. We are I'm not. One of us is. <laughs> Again, it's Two of you starts are. at reset mm-hmm. on May 18th at 10am PDT. So that's about 6pm in the UK, 1pm Eastern Time. So yep. whatever and, time the reset is, you know what it is by now. Whatever time it is in the future for you Australians. Bless you. God bless you. God save the Queen and everything like that. We have the new new machine gun and new shotgun. Oh, and I've just seen that shotgun on light.gg and it's called the Riss Riss Walker. It's got the iron banner perks on there. It's got iron reach. So the, the range, oh my god, plus eighteen range to something that's already got fifty range. And 65 impact. It's a lightweight frame model, so superb handling, move faster with this weapon equipped. So potentially you could have iron reach to push the range out to 68. Now let's have a look. Smooth bore, which pushes it up by 14. So and it's an aggressive frame, of... right? No. No. Oh, okay. Oh my god. I'm, <laughs> I'm just cl- I'm just I'm clicking the buttons in D2 now. You could have smooth bore to push the range out by plus 14. You can have Accurize Range, which gives you plus 10 to range, and then you could have Iron Reach, which gives you plus 18 to range. And then I'm guessing that you could put on... What else would give you a bit more range? Iron Reach have... says it gives you 20 range. Is that a bug? I don't know. Well, they, they tweaked in this season. Who knows what's up to date or what's not. I remember they, <laughs> they tweaked all the Iron Iron Banner perks, and I don't remember what they've tweaked them to. And... So it, if you have Smoothbore... Accurize rounds and iron reach, it pushes the range out to 91. So maybe that's one to look out for next week. Um, that's silly. Wow. Um, you can also get slideways on that. So sliding partially loads of magazine and temporarily boost handling and stability. You could have hit fire grip on that one. Uh, that bumps up the aim assist and by 15. Quick draw on there. That's only when you fire from on the there. hip, though. I would, I would definitely go with the quick draw. Because I feel this is going to be a PvP gun with a range of 90,000, like you just said. So <laughs> two, tapping people, two tapping people from across the map with the shotgun. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Friendly planted, storm. storm. Yeah. Yeah, it just... Yeah, that looks... Oh, uh, I haven't even put this... You could put a range masterwork on there. Oh my god, you could max that out. Yeah, I've just maxed it out with the range masterwork. A hundred range, impact of sixty-five. That may be a good one to look out for. <laughs> oh, oh gee, God, destiny, destiny, destiny. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I'm just going to have a quick look at this submachine gun, or not submachine gun, this machine gun, to see what that is. Oh, you, you're on that website where you can manipulate the guns. Yeah, d2gunsmith.com. D2gunsmith.com. Yeah, that one. Archon's Thunder. So this is 70 impact, 68 range at base. It comes with, you can have elemental capacitor, thresh, snapshots, rampage, iron gaze, which is your aim assist, plus 20, minus 27 in range, or iron grip, which is plus 18 to stability, minus 27 in reload speed. But then if you're in the crucible, you want maybe more stability on it. 
because you only get a little bit of magazine anyway so you might as well just negate the the reload speed because you ain't going to reload it's just going to be that one bit of the magazine you can also get killing wind on there quick draw rangefinder field prep mulligan i do like mulligan because i miss quite a lot of my shots when they're all bouncing around those hunters so mm-hmm. I, I like that accurized what? rounds appended magazine tactical mag extended mag steady rounds alloy mag blurred mag and then a various different lots of barrel perks so yeah that looks quite cool so there's those two weapons and then we have the returning hand cannon and the sniper rifle that we went over a couple of weeks ago should we go back over those? Do we need to go back over those? Uh, I mean, it, it's the steady. I don't know we need to go back over them. I mean, I feel, if people haven't been murdered by the steady hand at this point, I don't know what they're doing with their lives. No, that's not the steady hand. Oh, it's not the steady hand? No. Which, which, we only tell people what they're called. I don't, we don't need to go over them in depth. It's not the steady hand? No, it's not the steady hand. Hmm. The steady hand was last season. Speak up, boy! I'm getting there. It's the finite impactor which is a 140 RPM hand cannon that is kind of yeah. returning. Well, there we go. Um, it has the iron reach, which is plus 18 to range, minus 27 stability, and the iron grip, which is plus 18 to stability, minus 27 in reload speed. But then it also has heating up, so it has one of the new perks. Final blows with this weapon increase accuracy, stability, while improving vertical recoil, and no distractions on a hand cannon. Interesting. And uh, let's just find the sniper rifle. That one, is that the occluded finality? No. Yeah, occluded fina- finality. Is it? Ah, so I called it. High impact, 90 impact. Iron reach on there again. You don't need range on a sniper. You need stability and target acquisition. Well, you know, you might... Might go for opening shot if it's a crucible one, and maybe mulligan, which is quite yeah, good. Yeah, opening so... shot gives you target acquisition. That's why people use it. Yeah. Opening shot, maybe auto loading holster, mulligan. It's got no distractions on there. So, yeah, m- maybe a good one to look out for. Surplus, so, yeah, probably. That... Surplus or snapshot. And then, uh, as Respawn alluded to last week, with. Um, looking through the trailer and then realizing that he could order a plushy version of the small one. Ikora and Mithrax have been, have big roles this season, but the baby Elixir have stolen the show. We've watched as the community has exploded over how cute these little creatures are. If you want one, then you have to sign up for email updates to know when they're available. So you can't even sign up and purchase them. They want to know how many people want them first. How many of these should we make, give or take? No, if we get really popular, maybe we should buy one and give one away as a, a prize. I mean, we could do that anyway. We could. But we need to get our hands on one first. That's true. Anyway, as, as I alluded to at the beginning of this um, TWAB, it's now over to Parody to tell you all of the report. <laughs> and it is quite the report. We've already pre-reported, and now we're going to post-report, and then, you know, this post-carnage report. You've seen the carnage, and now we're going to tell you what they so, you know, we highlighted the two big things that the hotfix 3.2.0.0 did. And then there's a bunch of stuff with armor synthesis that everyone's been rabble rabbling around all this week. Um, your armor won't show up if a player is wearing that armor. Some armor sets were purposely combined into one set to reduce the players accidentally overspending their tokens on duplicate armor. Examples include the Gambit Prime armors, the Leviathan Prestige class armors, the Red War Parade armors, the Green and Blue Solstice armors, Purple Solstice armor, and, um... 
your year one ornaments are being worked on and aren't there yet in your exotic armor, you can't transmog so people know you're actually wearing an exotic. And there's a whole bunch of known issues. So, so many known issues. Uh, the Brassad activity is not rewarding pinnacles as intended. The Deepstone Crypt no longer awards pinnacle gear, but claims that it does. The Titan Guardian Games Contender Plate chess piece does not appear in the preview and the appearance customization screens. The Guardian Games Crown Hologram may, replain, bleh, may remain on the player's heads after the conclusion of the event. Various Garden... Yes, various Garden Games. Garden Games... <laughs> after the conclusion of the gardening event where you've gardened yourselves, your value goal and your infamy ranks may not gain progress as expected when completing matches in their respective playlists. Players cannot use the Wish Ender's perk Queen's Wrath when poisoned. The slash join command is not functioning properly for players on Steam. The Destiny the, I'm sorry, the Destination Threader Armor Synthesis Bounty incorrectly states opening Blind Well Chest to progress the bounty. Players must defeat the Blindwell bosses to complete the bounty. Ignore the chests, kill the mans. The Battlegrounds activity will not progress a secret fusion quest. The special finisher mod cannot be, or I'm sorry, can be purchased multiple, multiple times from A to 1. This is unintended as multiple copies of the mod will have no effect. The tutorial for creating an ornament through armor synthesis does not play if a Titan character is the first character to reach the step. The tutorial... <laughs> upon reaching orbit on a character, which explains why I got no tutorial. The decrypted data trove items from rank 212 and 32 of the Season of the Pleasure Pass can be acquired with a full inventory. Players should ensure that they have space. I think there's supposed to be a cannot there. The decrypted treasure trove ranks it says can be acquired with a full inventory. Players should ensure they have space in their inventory before claiming. I feel like that should say cannot be or, oh, no, I understand. You can claim them, but you may not actually get them, because if your inventory is full, they'll go into the abyss. I think that's what they're trying to say. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, my brain does not. I was like, yeah. So you can claim them, but it says, please make room to make sure you can actually claim them and they don't go away. The 150 synth strand that can be earned from completing the armor synthesis introductions is not sent to the postmaster when players have a full consumable inventory. So again, make sure you've got room. The Reverie Dawn armor set from Season of the Chosen is not showing available shaders when pre previewing individual armor pieces in the preview and appearance customization screens. And that's the list we'll tell you about. We'll link the known issues in the show notes. You know there's more issues, but those are the important bits. <sighs> All right. And then I'm a bit sad because our friend oh. of the show, Froggy, didn't get his movie of the week this week, even though it had been approved to be in the voting. And we tried. So we I, tried hard. We tried. We tried to help. You know, I, I upvoted that thing. I didn't look at anything else. I just upvoted that one thing. Unfortunately, he didn't win this week. I don't know if it, it kind of it can roll on to another week and it just keeps getting voted for. So if it is, just keep voting for it. That's what I say. And if not, we'll wait for the next thing he does. Vote for that one instead. Hmm. And that's our... Uh... That's our 12 for the week. Now we just have the 400,000 other things to talk about. We have, yes. So, so much excitement this week. So much stuff has gone on. So many bugs that were in the game that we thought, oh, we'll report on this. And then by the time it came to the podcast today, it had been fixed or patched or don't know. Or fixed and patched. Possibly, yeah. And um, one thing I was going to kind of pick you up from the known issues was the 
let me just find it again. The armor synthesis thing with the where they've compressed some of the armor pieces down into a, just one version of it. I don't get why they've compressed the gambit stuff down to the basic level one. Why not just give everybody access to the? I can't remember what it was called. Um, I'm gonna have to look this up now. Because it was illicit was the was your basic set, wasn't it? And yeah. then you had. I'm just looking at now. I think the amount of time I spent grinding for that stupid stuff, I don't remember what it was called. But I think I just put it all. Okay, so you head. you had illicit, which was your basic set that wasn't very good. Then you had notorious, which was the next set up. And then you had the outlawed, was it? Or was it? No, illicit, outlawed, and then notorious. Yeah, yeah notorious. Was so, yeah, I I don't get because the no the notorious one was probably the best set to get. So I don't. I don't understand. I really don't understand why they've kind of compressed it down to the, its basic f form for those ones. Yeah, I, I wonder if that was sort of the, the easiest way to do it. To maybe in the future they'll bring out the other ones. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I know you can go into your view and and have a look at what's locked and unlock, but I'd also like to be able to go into like my armor sets and have a look at the full set listed in that long list that you can kind of look at. And then unlock it via just going through your collections, as well as kind of accessing it the other way. I'd like it kind of both ways so that I can go, oh, you know, yeah, I like that one. But seeing them individually in the um, the customization thing. Like what you were hoping for? Yeah, I mean, it, it's all right. It's it's good. But I'd, I would like to have it the other way as well, to kind of have a quick look at, you know. Yeah, to see what's there so you can properly play your fashion game. One thing, there's actually a, uh, I'm glad you mentioned it, because blueberries.gg, which we've mentioned on the show before, they're actually working on crowdsourcing. If you go to blueberries.gg, you know, in addition to it being a source of good information for other things, they have right on the front page there a list of armor sets. And they are working through the, you know, they have collected images for 455 out of the 555 total armor sets, counting male and female versions. They're working on collecting screenshots for and are, you know, asking the community if you've got these armor sets and want to send them some more screenshots to, to help round out the collection. You know, they're asking for those. So they've put together again, you know, 400 plus armor sets. So if you're trying to remember, what does that armor set look like? What, is, what does that do? What does it look like on my Hunter, Warlock, or Titan? Then that's a good place to start, at least to try to remember what these are or what they'll look like. And you can just sort of scroll down and see, you know, all the armor sets or search for one of your. your looking for, and they're trying to also say, is it still obtainable in the game? If you don't have the armor set, can you go get it somewhere? Or are you just out of luck until Bungie brings it back? And then moving on from that, still talking about the transmog and things, there's been a lot of discussion about how hard it is to grind or how much time and effort you're going to have to put in to get all the sets. And you posted a link, which we'll put in the show notes, from Paul Tassie going over the transmog grind of 180 hours uh, he puts it as an 180 ordeal per season to get the is it the 10 per character uh per season yep. so yeah it works out they've roughly worked it out to be 180 hours and uh, so that's a that month was... and two weeks of straight gameplay just grinding out armor synth so since strand isn't based on kills it's based on time and this is by Aloni Homie, 
on Reddit. So I decided to test out the drop rate of synth strand and went into the throwaway and and turned it into an absolute war zone. Had a stopwatch, did a couple of laps and drop rates, and I noticed that it was dropping every two minutes, no matter how many kills I got. I then decided to do nothing and get no kills for two minutes after obtaining another synth strand, and what do you know? It dropped on my next kill. Don't know if this was tested before, but nice info to know. Edit. Uh, the timer for this could change depending on which activity you're playing, but dungeons seem to be every two minutes further testing required. But I think further testing has been done, and it, it is in fact every two minutes, regardless of how many kills you've got. You could have hundreds of kills in the space of those two minutes, but you will literally, if you're constantly killing, you'll get it every two minutes, which is why it's turned out to be 180 hours all in all. It works out three hours to get the, the synth strand, to then be able to buy the bounty and then maybe two to three hours on top of that for completing the bounty because some of these ones are quite hard. Uh, the first one that I picked up was capture 30 um, control points and I thought, well, I'll easily do that at some point in the next week. You know, there's no rush for me to do that. And Iron Banner's coming up, so that's captured some zones and some points. So it roughly works out to be about six hours to get one synth strand. So when you times that by 10, Jeez. 60 hours, times that by three, that's 180. So but you, all in all, do you have to be doing anything or could you just like load into a patrol, put a rubber band on your controller and then just walk around and every two minutes you get material? You have to get a kill. I don't know. Okay. You we have have to get a kill. So your, your rubber band better be actually hitting something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's all like. If you have to sort of like, you know, this is just play the game, and as you're, it's basically you're, you're getting credit for playing the game as you rack up hours in the. Yeah, it, it's well, basically you're, if you're playing, you know what you're doing. You can't just put the controller down and walk away, but you also don't have to be, you know, doing well, doing poorly. You just have to be doing something. You just have to be there. Oh God. But I mean, Paul Tassie has a, a big breakdown article going over the, you know, why it's it's bad, and he he doesn't like it. But if you think about it, at the moment, if you if you Break it down to the 13 weeks. Possibly there might be 14 or 15 weeks in this season. But going for like 13 weeks, which is roughly when we're kind of getting the epilogue of this season. If we break it down to 13 weeks, that works out to be 14 hours per week, which is two hours per day of playtime to get these things done. If you are going for all three characters and you're just playing the game. Now, as the season is longer, and a lot of other people aren't necessarily focused on getting all three of their characters, everything transmogged. You know, Respawn, you're a one character guy. You're not, maybe, maybe you touch your Warlock and maybe unlock a few things for your Warlock. But if you break that down for your 60 hours over 13 weeks, you're only looking at 4.6 hours per week that you need to play. Or just mm -hmm. in, the, in that week, you're going to be playing more than 4.6 hours. You'll get your synth strand over the 13 weeks. You'll unlock your 10 items for your hunter. It's not so bad. So I can see the reasoning for Bungie thinking that, you know, most players are a one class player. And maybe, yes, they want to unlock a few other extra things for their character. I mean, Bungie give you literally 11 items to start off in the game. You know, you get one free one to say, here, this is part of the tutorial. Go and unlock one thing. You get then the, the other free 10 that you want to kind of unlock. So this is for every, you know, character if you've got all three characters. And then I think it's the it's the grind after that. You know, 
nobody should be rushing to get this done. This is meant to be done over the whole season. So I don't understand the complete breakdown of people complaining so much. I get the fact that maybe it's a fear of missing out. You know, the, the you get to week 13, week 14, and you've done nine out of the 10 bounties and you can't get that 10th one. You've missed out on potentially that free item. And then next season, you know, you've got to carry on doing the grind. But it is, it's just meant to be a free thing in the game. And yes, I know you've, you've earned that armor before. But like we said before, with the game always evolving, there, there's always been stuff that you kind of have to leave behind for the game to progress and evolve. And I think it was just nice of Bungie to actually go, you know what, we'll put this in the game. If you want to spend extra money to get the stuff, you can do that. We'll give you the avenue to do that. But there is going to be this grind in the game. It's going to be every two minutes you get the synth strand. You can then go and do your bounty and get one of these things to drop. And if you are really focused on doing it, it's going to take you 180 hours of focus if you want it on all three characters for the whole season. But maybe over time, they'll kind of reduce what you have to do, what some of the bounties I've heard, like killing 40 uh, champions in Nightfalls is really, you know, way over the top. So I get that point. You know, there, there are some of the bounties that are way over the top of what, what is required of somebody to do. Unless you're a person that farms nightfalls. Exactly. And I think they've kind of taken all of this into account. You know, there are people that are out there that just play the raids, that just play nightfalls, and those players will pick up those bounties for those specific things, and it'll just be knocked out as and when they go. And I think that's the whole thing. It's not meant to be a thing where you, you spend hours just grinding this out like you would a catalyst because you like that gun and you want to get use that gun in a certain activity, you, you know. I don't think it's meant to be that point of the game. It's meant to be an addition to the game that you are playing that they've given you an avenue to unlock this armor. Yeah, it's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And yeah, it's meant to, it's it's a fashion game. It's you're not supposed to have all of it day one the moment the thing launches. Uh that's the most important part of this game, sir. I'll have you know. And it it, it was also nice too. Like I know it was like Panoramics that picked up the the strike one to kill the forty champions and I picked up the gambit one which is getting 50 invader kills as a team so it's you know it's all team based and and i'm not positive because i you know i again didn't have the champion one but i'm pretty sure it's like if anybody you know kills the champion or maybe you need to land a hit on it whatever you're getting credit it's not like you personally need to kill all those champions you just need to have killed champions as you do it because we had we were running nightfalls again and just you know he was getting progress every single time so I think, you know, they have they have at least gotten smart of, you know, there's a lot of these to do, but at least you can do it with a group. It's not you personally have to go kill 50 invaders or kill all these champions or do whatever the Crucible thing yeah. is. Fair enough. And our friend Cheese Forever has pointed out in one of his videos, the max stack for the Synth Strand is 750. So don't think you're going to be storing up your Synth Strand and then you're going to go off and buy stuff. Just be aware that it's 750, which is quite a lot, but it does have a max limit. So I just thought I'd point that out. Earn it, spend it, look beautiful, repeat. <laughs> what they could do with, like we have with uh, some of the other activities in the week. So like next week with Iron Banner, we've got double and triple Valor and Infamy and things for Gambit. Maybe they need a double synth drop week where you get one every minute rather than every two minutes. Just saying. Or maybe triple. Triple at the weekends 
when you quadruple. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Hell, we'll give you ten just for logging in. I mean, I'm a I'm a collector. I've got all these things in my collection. I can go and view them. And at the moment, you know, even before they brought this out, I couldn't. I could go and equip, or I could pull some of them out of my collection and equip them. I'd be, you know, a terrible looking, well, terrible stat wise guardian. But I'd look how I wanted to look. So I think it's just an added bonus that they put this in the game. Yeah, I mean, this is this. It's a brand new system in the game, so I could definitely see this is something they're going to tweak and say, you know, we're going to start with this. Okay, this number was too low. You know, let's throw in a couple of double, triple weeks. Let's, you know, give you some activity. You know, maybe you, you know, when you run the pinnacle tweak, you get a bonus of synth or something. You know, it, it's something they're definitely going to tweak going forward. It's not like here's the way it's going to be forever. And if anybody's got any comments or any thoughts on this, then just write into us at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com and share your views and we'll read them out on the show and have a discussion. Because it's always nice to have other people's views just apart from our views. And <laughs> listening to the other YouTubers and content creators complain. And people do have views. They have all the views on the things, especially with Transmark. And I, I, I want I want to share, you know, have an opinion. But honestly, I, I haven't even touched like like I've been I've been working on the quests and stuff and getting the materials and, and speaking to Ada the Tailor. But I I can't say I've transmogged anything or really even given it much thought other than, OK, here's a bounty I can work on. Have you have you guys you know played with it yet? Transmogged anything? Yeah, well, right now for the quest, I, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I managed to figure out a way to get my hunter by mixing different transmogs. So I don't have a cape or a hood by mixing certain pieces together. So yeah, I've definitely played with it. It's kind of nice. I, I I searched for quite a while. I was about two hours looking at all the different things. I was thinking, which one thing do I want to pick to unlock first? And I went with my Annihilation Helm from the Trials of the Nine, which is the one which you get from going flawless. So I unlocked that first for my Titan. So it took me a while, but I got there and I, I decided I was going to have that one because it's got this nice little kind of waterfall glow down the front. Nice. So, yeah, it took me ages to decide that, though. I was going through everything. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's going to be a lot of people's yeah, quandary of what do I do first. <laughs> well, no, I think it was just my quandary. <laughs> uh, you're, yours and somebody else's. Yeah. And I didn't know if you guys noticed this, but the forged machinists which was the titan set for the armories the the black they're dropping in the yeah. world now yeah yeah it was the black armory yeah black armory forges is now redropping back in the world which is quite nice so if you missed out on that because a lot of people kind of dipped out of destiny at that time and maybe didn't come back for a while for these, shame. Um, these are now available again in the game which is quite nice so they are dropping in the world loot pool. They they uh, do look really nice because it was one of the things I was thinking maybe I should transmog, um, and also the um, scourge of the past raid stuff, which is another one of I thought maybe I'll do at some point. So not all the Iron Banner stuff. Yeah, seems all of the Iron Banana seems on brand, and that's that's what you should do first. <laughs> Banner, and I like some of the high stat rolled stuff, but I haven't. I don't. If you see my guardian, it's not decked out in Iron Banner stuff. No, I don't believe it. No, no, that's me, not him. 
He that's said it. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> Are we, should we just carry on running down these things? So, yes. Perry, do you want to do you want to tell us about Cosmo? Oh, I was do it. It's I, a trap. I, I was actually going to say that you know we do appreciate our our feedback from people and uh, Blade Cook, the only Blade on Twitter. Uh, let us know that uh, he was listening to the newest episode. Great stuff, but wanted to let us know that Lakshmi 2 has actually been gone from her location since Beyond Light started. Same with Hideo from New Monarchy. Enjoy your destiny grind. So, you know, the room we were t- we were speculating about, uh, you know, the moving the helm to and the little room overlooking Dead Orbit, uh, Lakshmi and Hideo haven't even been there for months. So you can tell we, we keep, keep up with them often. Why Absolutely. does they keep the dead orbit guy there? Then he's just kind of just standing there with a the crowd around him. Because he has he, he has no friends. Nobody wants him. So. Because dead orbit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, because dead orbit. But then we found Lashmi, didn't we? We spawned. She's back. Mm-hmm. Now she is. <laughs> yeah. And it it actually is the official the the same woman from twenty four. It's not where I recognise her from, but you guys recognise her from. Yeah, the, was it the Expanse or something? Yeah, she's. The, yeah. I didn't recognise her at all. I didn't know who the hell it was. Y'all are that. That was all between y'all. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, it's like, I I can't remember her the actress's name. But yeah, she plays uh, Avatarala in um, the president there in the Expanse. I didn't realize she was from twenty four. So you'll you'll know her uh, smoke six packs a day voice once you hear it. She's, I think she's also in X Men three. As one of the top scientists as well, I can't remember. Yeah, she's been in a lot of things. I, I did post it. I think I posted it in the respawn stuff. Yeah. Uh, really. Shoran, is it Shoran Agadushlu? <laughs> Sho- Say it again. Shoran Agadushlu. <laughs> no, there's a presentation on this. <laughs> She's replied. She replied to Paul Tassie <laughs> on Twitter and said, "Yes, at Paul Tassie, I'm back in Destiny the game." Yep. So yes, she she's confirmed by herself that she is voiced um, Lachmi, and she's back. We were speculating last week, weren't we, that they've replaced Ikora, or the the voice actress for Ikora for this season anyway, who played in the Firefly movie and the uh, the no Serenity movie Firefly TV show. Yeah, my yep. bad. Yeah. And soups. Yeah. Get your cage straight. My bad. Soups? What soups? Soups. Soups. Tea. Suits. Suits. You know the two lawyers? Oh. The, no. The lawyers. It had Meghan Markle in it. Nope. That's why it's... No? Okay. Nope. No. Not I me. Mean, not this guy. We get to more of the roundup. I also want to mention that uh, our buddy, the only Blade from Twitter, also said you know, he was listening to it a couple of weeks ago when we started talking about... Uh, it was episode 116 when we were talking about Bastion. And he said, you know, I've got to say, it's the only fusion rifle I use, and I'm really good with it, and I didn't even notice the nerf, to be honest. So sort of the respawn's point of, they nerfed it, but it may not have really you know, meant much to people who know how to use it. Yep. And now I'll go back to another channel, because I have lost where we were in that. <laughs> Man, you know what? These, these new pants, I really like them, but they really <laughs> the fashion game. Because they have like I these... you were going to say they really itch. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, no. All those scales. But no, the, you could yeah, like the little fish mermaid-ish scales on the side of them, and then they have like a bluish kind of underwater tint on the sides. And th- there's, I, I just went through almost all of my armor pieces. 
in the synth shop, and it's like nothing, nothing really goes with it, man. <laughs> so I made an armor ornament for these pants, like now that removes the fish fins and the color scheme. Okay, just, hmm. just, just give give me the pants with all the hubbub, right? That's what I want. Yeah. Or introduce armor synth for exotics. One or the other, right? Let me change these exotic pants. So at the beginning of the week, when we had the the new season drop, they'd move the Guardian Games trophy to the middle of the tower, and that's but it, it still showed all it done. <laughs> we moved yeah, it. That's all they did. They moved it. They Zavala pushed it there and went. Well, you can have this. This has nothing to do with me now. You guys win. You can have it. But then the lion was still in gold. So yep, we still win. Nope. Nope. It's, it's the snake's gold now, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. But on the 13th, you know, it, again, it's sort of the same day. Snake put... is gold now. Right. Yeah. That's what we're saying. So, yeah, they did. They, they, they first moved it and then updated the, the snake to, I think, as 19 said, still getting trampled by the lion. Didn't re, you know, redesign it at all, just um, made a different animal gold. And uh, yeah, so now it's there in the middle of nowhere. So all the hunters can enjoy their glorious victory, or much like the Titans, uh, look at it once and then forget it even exists because it's next to nobody. There's no reason to go there. There, there's snowballs there. Come yeah, with- man. At least yours was next to freaking Zavala. They just stuck ours in the middle of. Here you go. You, you finally got it. Yeah. You know that's that's a hundred percent because Bungie loves Titans so much, right? Cosmo is the only one that was talking about pushing it off the edge. So. Once again, Cosmo, you you step up just a little bit, bud. Just so, so you were here, and now you go up one little ladder rung right there. So anyway, point is, you know, the whole time there were Titan fireworks in the sky. Hunters finally win. We're supposed to get our trophy. Oops, turns out it's the Titan trophy. And on top of that, they've stuck it in the middle of kind of nothing where it means Nothing, right? If you're gonna put it in, in a place where nobody's year, ever gonna go, at we least win put it, and it meant nothing. At least put it where Cade used to be, right? At a minimum, you should have done that. Where no one, if nobody's gonna look at, at it. At least at this point, you can see it every time you get in the tower. <sighs> they should have put that big rock rock on a map somewhere. That would have truly honored Cade. Yeah, right. No, but I, I honestly think I they should have redesigned it. On the map, where no one ever saw I also think they should have redesigned it, but that's asking way too much for people that can't even program their game properly and have nine patch notes for the same thing that be. never gets fixed. It should be the lion on the floor with the eagle, is it? Bird attacking the lion, and then the snake above that strangling the bird. It should be that way round, and it should have been redesigned completely, rather than just, we're going to paint this See, bit a different colour. you included the bird. My my view when you said that was just the snake wrapped around the lion's neck with the snake's head well, coming down that, to but... strike the lion, oh. and then the bird just sitting behind, kind of watching the whole thing go down. <laughs> I did think that to start off with, but then I was thinking, you have to put it in order of who kind of came where, and the Titans actually came last. We only think two wins three wins and that was literally the last week after the hunters went you know what we've won so who cares we're not going to play anymore yeah yeah we're done here and then of course the the lion is the biggest most prevalent part of the trophy right so i mean no matter who comes in first that lion is going to be the first thing that you see no matter who wins 
Yeah. You know what and I mean? it's still trampling the snake, so it makes no sense. No, I'm looking at it right now. It's not... Well, I... Mm, it kind of looks like the snake is avoiding the lion's paws, but no, that one spot right there, I guess he is kind of stepping on the snake. Oh, no, two spots. His back foot's on it, too. Yeah, so you know what, Bungie? You suck. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so if, if you've managed to unlock your null composure this season and you're excited about getting all your ornaments for it, um, they've identified an issue where the quest for uh, getting ornament gambit is requiring far more points from f- fusion rifle and solar kills than intended. <laughs> But if yep. you're also trying to guild your your dredgen title again, you need a bunch of fusion rifle. So call it a win-win. Yeah, let's put some emphasis on the far more kills than needed. Far more kills. It's a little nutty. Yeah, so we, we've little... got a new we've got a new artifact this season, haven't we? Apparently? No, we did. Nope, we did. We do. No, we and it has some has some new mods on there for you. Can't prove it. Also, hey, before we get into the mods, oh. question. Answer. I I no. only noticed it this season. 1894. Right? Yes, exactly. I only noticed it this season. Uh, so That's, I don't know if yeah. it happened on in brand? the previous seasons, right? On the brand. But as you unlock more and more of these components, the artifact is getting more and more pieces attached to it, right? <laughs> yeah. I like that. Did they do that with the other artifacts? Yes. Every Did they? single one, yes. Oh, oh well. Well, this one is more obvious, and it's cooler. The bell like from it. last season glowed a bit more every time you unlocked it. It got brighter and brighter. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. No, this one, you, you're building it like a set of... Maybe that's why, because it reminds me of Legos. I don't know. I dig it. You know, I, I, and I give Bungie credit this, this year for, or, you know, this season for us being like, all right, guys, you're bringing back this iconic scout rifle, and we've already had a whole season of scout rifles. No, Everyone's going to put them away. And Bungie said, no, no, hold the scout rifle. We're going to give you anti-barrier scout rifle again this season. So if you anti-barrier scout rifle from last season, just hang on to it and add the hung jury to it. Because now you can anti-barrier with scout rifles or auto rifles. And, I mean, what's not to love? An auto rifle that you... I don't think I've got a hung jury yet. No, I didn't. I didn't. You guys get one yet? No, it's not uh, available yet. It's in uh, the night pool, loot uh, pool. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, this And yeah. this, okay. pl- this week is the plug one plus one. 1.1, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yep. You're, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, we were we were guessing on camera what we had guessed, but I know we had mentioned the plug one, and yeah, sure enough, the plug one I saw saw it in game on someone. I was like, oh, it was the plug one, not the other one we had talked about last week. So, not the wizard. Yeah, not the seventy-seven the wizard. Wizened rebuke. Not a single wizard. And if you're looking to no overload, overload with hand cannons and submachine guns, because they're handing those out like, and your unstoppables are sidearms. Because who wants to bring an unpopular champion with a sidearm and grenade launchers? Because it's, I mean, season the grenade launcher. Let's let's truly be honest here. Oh, dude, did you see? Did y'all see that picture I posted of how many grenade launchers you get with the mods on now? Grenade launcher ammo. You yeah. get 31, 31 for anarchy, and I think twenty five for the uh, the grenade launcher from last season. The flippity flopping. Salvage or salvo, right? Hmm. 25 and 31. That is nutty. Yeah. <laughs> so many grenades. Maybe by the end of the season, I'll be halfway competent with a grenade launcher, but don't hold your breath. <laughs> well, you can always get the, the wave frame and just shoot it at the ground. How hard is it to miss that way, dude? Exactly. 
The, the Wither Horde, I'm an expert at. I don't have an anarchy. Everything else, I bounce <laughs> the wings of, of champions and combatants, and they just look at me and laugh. Speaking of the Wither Horde, you're going to really, really like uh, what the Wither Horde can do for you this season. Have you seen all the mods yet? How, what they all do? Uh, I, I've seen that there's a scout rifle loader and a rocket launcher loader, but that doesn't really help mm. me. There, there's no. Red launcher dexterity. That seems like fun. Nope. Um, uh, so, so I probably can't use my unflinching pulse rifle aim or my unflinching auto rifle. That doesn't seem useful. Nope. Scavenger seems useful, though. I could scavenge. It is very useful. Yep. With my rocket launcher, if I want to make things go boom, I can scavenge all the things. Sure um, can. There's, there's this impulse recycler where my grenade final blows grant grenade energy, and um, I can stack them. So that seems like good time. Mm. Uh, my dragonfly chain reaction and uh, firefly explosions uh, deal more damage if I put my energy accelerant on. My glacial inheritance, uh, I can defeat targets with my super stasis. And, Did you uh, skip blast radius? Mm. Yeah, become charged with light by rapidly defeating multiple combatants with grenade launchers or rocket launchers. Thundering blast, cre- setting a champion uh, creates an explosive blast. Uh, I don't know. I'm going down the list. It, it maybe further down the list. I, I'm using nice. the no. It was, you skipped it. It was in the second column. But okay, go ahead. Well, I, I'm using the fallout method. So if if he's surprised, get it. Your search continues. Your arc grenade uh, disrupts combatants, just like it did last season. Your unstoppable Schwartz Child condenser. Uh, your void melee abilities stagger unshielded combatants and are strong against unstoppable champions. If you want to say, "Come at me, bro," and punch them, or apparently hunters, you can throw your you know smoke bomb at them, and that works, which seems a lot more sensible. Indeed. Hammer of the Warmind, which is going to be a beautiful thing. The detonations from your Warmind cells uh, cause disruptions, stunning combatants, delaying their ability regen, and uh, lowering their damage output. Strong against Overload, and uh, Stagger's unstoppable. And it's only a one cost, which is nice. Yep, and then if you want to you can get your Void Splash Damage Final Blows have a chance to create Warmind cells with the Warmind's Decree. Well, to say that again, Void Splash Damage Final Blows give you Warmind Cells. It's all about Warmind Cells, because they are still stupidly good. Ashes to Assets is still back. Gain bonus super energy on grenade kills, because you should be throwing more grenades. Blast Radius. Become charged with light by rapidly defeating multiple combatants with grenade launchers or rocket launchers. So if you've, you know, ever actually used charge with light, that'll help you. And uh, your your Argent Argent Ordinance. Argent Ordinance? Yeah. Argent Ordnance. Yeah. I was trying to read his agent. I'm like, there's an R there. That will give you, uh, while you're being charged, with, while you are charged with light, ready, you're firing a rocket launcher, increases its damage and reload speed, and uh, damaging combatants takes your one of your stacks of light away. And then the last one, breach and clear. Sorry. That's the one. Or to make it big enough for me to read. So let let, let me break this down for you. Right, when using a grenade launcher. Mm-hmm. Damaging, not killing. Let me say that again. Damaging a boss or damaging a champion Mm -hmm. or breaking a combatant's shield. Reload your stowed weapons and causes the combatant to take increased damage for a short duration. That increased damage, by the way, is a 30% buff. That is tether level damage, right? Anything with a grenade launcher. You get all these wonderful perks. And and, and what, what's it going to cost to put this on your class item? Hold on. Before we get there, there's more. Okay? 
you, you got to keep this in mind. This is important. And it says damaging, right? We're not just talking about fire or something, it explodes, you get the 30-second buff, right? Let's stop and think about it. What do Wither Horde and Anarchy have unique that no other grenade launcher does? Oops. Area of effect, big puddles. Damage over time. Tick That's... damage, right? So it's already been proven that each tick of damage from Wither Horde and each tick of damage from the Anarchy reapply that buff mm. so and reload your stowed weapons each take of damage so in all actuality if you hit somebody with the wither horde or the anarchy you don't just get like what the five or ten seconds of extra damage you get the entire length of the damage from the anarchy and the um wither horde that keep reapplying it plus the duration after the last tick of damage is done, right? I'm so that bad boy is going to stay debuff PvP. for a minute. Yeah, no, it doesn't work <laughs> for PvP because it doesn't, doesn't say anything PvP. about people. It says No, but it says bosses. combatants, but sometimes... Yeah. It doesn't say combatants yeah. anywhere. Oh, oh yeah, the combat I see, yeah, you're talking about that. All right, I was talking yeah. about... Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. they're using combatants to mean not guardians in this case. No, they mean combatants to mean champions, bosses, or combatants' shields. So, okay, I see what you mean with the combatants part. Okay, but yeah, yeah no, it's just just shielded PvE enemies, bosses, and champions, right? You get a massive, massive damage buff. It keeps reticking over time. Your stowed weapons keep reloading themselves. So you, you, pop, you, you pop them with a freaking... Anarchy, that reloads all your weapons. You pop out your next gun. You fire off a few rounds. You pop your Anarchy back out. It's already reloaded itself because it was stowed doing one of those take damages, right? Or the, or the Horde, if you don't have the Catalyst and it reloads itself, this will reload it for you, right? I mean, this is going to be the mod to get this season. I know it goes on the class item that really sucks, so I'm going to be probably missing out on total mobility unless I can shuffle some stuff around on my armor. But... The point is, this is the mod to get. And yes, it costs nine energy. So whatever's on your class mod, all of it's got to go away for this. You got it recovery like on that? It goes away. Oh, dude. It so, like so worth it. It sounds so like worth it. you should just have a class item that has nine energy unlocked, at least, just for this. When you're like, hold on, it's grenade time. And then you can have your class item used for other time. You have your one. Yeah, you have your good cloak, and then you have your grenade launching cloak. And that's fine. That's fine. But the thing about it is, is all the buffs that you would put on your your class item, right? Like, let's say you have like, uh, what what class items do? Are they the loaders or are they the freaking class item? Okay, so your stat increase that you may have on your class item that goes away. If you have uh, like powerful friends, like me as a hunter, I do, right? That goes away. Any Warmind stuff that's on there, that's going to go away. Any Charge with Light stuff, that's going to go away. You literally have one energy to work with. So keep that in mind. <laughs> you're going to have to shuffle. You, if you have important buffs on your class item, you're going to have to shuffle them around to another piece because you're not going to be able to use it once you put this bad boy on. Yeah, I mean, basically this season, I mean, your, your Surge Detonator, your Energy Accelerant, your Sundering Blast, your Unstoppable Shorts, Shorts Child, Condenser, 
your glacial inheritance all sit alongside that breach and clear. So you're either breaching yep. and clearing or you're doing anything else. Uh, no, you're just breaching and clearing. There's no or, okay? Don't give people false hope. There's no or. There is oh, just well, breach and clearing. Thundering Blast and stuff is still stupidly good in this in the mm, I guarantee everybody that's going to be going for the world's first is probably going to have at least one person with breach and clear, if not more. Well, yeah. I mean, for world's first, absolutely. But for everyday life, yeah. Yeah. Also, mm -hmm. no, Nightfall ordeals, right? All of the endgame activity outside of PvP Somebody's gonna have this on. I can I can almost promise you. Well, yeah, but I'm saying not everyone's gonna run it. Likely, other people run other things. You'll have a good good mix of things. But yeah, I mean, the, the number of mods and stuff you have for, for grenade launchers is just ridiculous. Like they they really are just like all in on use all. The, it's it's silly. Season of the grenade launcher, love it. And if you want to check out uh, Fallout Plays video on that we'll have a link in the show notes if you want to check out all the different mods and he goes over in a little bit more depth and detail than us yep. which is surprising because i thought you'd be the one day to, to go over every little bit of piece look he's more professional he knows what he's talking about we just relay the information <laughs> tell people where to find the best look, information all you gotta do is read on. the video regurgitate what he says and act like you know what you're talking about yeah we as we just what, plagiarism yeah yeah. yeah. So, so, so nineteen minutes. Where might I find if I'm looking for my new Firefly perk? Where, where could I find that? What does that, what does that come with this season? Many weapons this season so come with the new Firefly perk. Well, they say it's new Firefly. It's probably going to be the original Firefly perk from Destiny One. But you can roll on the Fatebringer, the Time Lost version of the Fatebringer, which is from the Vault of Glass raid. And I'm guessing the Time Lost versions are the ones from. The challenge mode, your hung jury SR4 and your hung jury SR4 adept version, nice. Praetis Revenge, which is your sniper rifle from the raid and the lost time loss version of that, Vision of Confluence and the Vision of Confluence time loss version, the corrective measure and the corrective measure time loss. So a lot of the new Vault of Glass stuff and the hung jury. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, so basically, yeah, either run your nightfall for your hung jury or play a Volta class if you want things with Firefly on them. And it looks like the Fatebringer, Hungjura, and Praedis Revenge, which is your sniper rifle. So that sniper rifle, Hungjura is your scout rifle, and Fatebringer is your hand cannon. They are all going to be in your kinetic slot. And then Vision of Confluence uh, is going to be your energy slot. And Corrective Measure is your Firefly. machine gun. Oh, yes. Corrective Measure machine gun is your heavy. So yeah. And if you are interested in the Vault of Glass, there is going to be a Vault of Glass bundle that you can get from the, I'm guessing from not Eververse, but from like whichever storefront it is, Steam, Xbox. Every season, they seem to kind of do this. There's a an emote bundle with some silver available, and you can purchase the Throne of Atheon emote bundle, and you will receive an exotic emote along with 1,100 silver which you can use to purchase season cosmetics and more. And that will be available on 21st of May. Oh, yeah. How much does that cost in uh, whatever currency you're looking at? Uh, I believe it was about 12.99 in the UK for the last about bundle. 15 US, give or take. About that. Yeah. And it just looks like you're kind of... The, the emote just looks like you're sitting down in front of like the Vault of Glass Triangle. 
but I could be wrong. It could be something completely different, but that's what the image shows me. Yeah, so wonder that's what I'm wonder telling you. Similar to the one from Callus, where you sit in the big, sit or recline in the big chair and twirl your drink around, something uh, that vein, maybe. This one looks more regal, like you're sitting in the throne, though. Mm-hmm. What is next parody to tell the lovely people? Oh, well, it's some interesting information from the Charlemagne bot, um, who, you know, again, because there's been a lot of discussion about stasis and PvP and everything, and, you know, Charlemagne no. bot, which is just wonderful and, and keeps stats and does all sorts of fun things in Discord and other places, and you can go to warmind.io to, you know, see what this bot is and how it works, says, I assume as a human being and the bot hasn't become sentient, I'd like to inject some data into the discussion of stasis. On average, and excluding orbit and social spaces, about 14% of all Destiny activity is PvP, 6% oh. is Gambit. Oh, that? <laughs> about 80 is various PvE. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's basically about an 80-20 split. 80 p- 80% of people are playing PvE, about 15% in PvP, and about 5% in Gambit. Uh, okay, you're reading something else. So I saw something come across. I didn't save it, but I saw something come across that says, um, uh, what people spend their time doing in Destiny, it said like uh, 10% PvP, 20 or 30% uh, PvE, and then 90% emoting in the tower. And yeah, you can do that math. Obviously, it checks out. And uh, I just thought that that's what you were about to read because I found that hilarious. Just like most of you time is just sitting in the tower emoting. I think this is quite interesting because there have been quite a lot of content creators out there that have and i think was it ascendant nomad started a, a very long twitter thread discussing stasis and actually removing it from pvp and paul tassie's jumped on this and he's done a video and if you're interested i will link it in the show notes yeah, basically saying that they they want stasis removed from pvp it's come to the point where you know it, it should be removed blah 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 but then on the other side of the coin, you have people like mercules and kit catcher from the massive breakdown podcast this week that basically said why are we removing it from pvp you know what is the complete stress about with having this in pvp it's part of the game it's enjoyable stop just you yeah. like i mean if you're, if you're gonna speaking. do that then remove shotguns from pvp because people hate shotguns right i mean yeah, but what they're saying is that these content creators are going on to make videos and and speak out about these things saying that we want this removed from crucible but who's the we? You're speaking for your own point of view and maybe a few others that follow you and other people that you know, you've know you talked to that yep. all are in agreement with you. It's not a large percent of the population, which is what Parody was kind of pointing out, that right. 14% of Destiny players in these activities in PvP are using stasis. The rest are using something else. But yes, the, I think we, we, I mean, fourteen percent of people are are playing PvP. You know, and okay. of the yeah, it, it's of all the people playing the game, only you know fourteen percent of people are you know in PvP sort of at any given time. And yeah, obviously it's still however many you know hundreds of thousands of people that is. Yeah. You, know, you know, and their point is sort of it needs to be tuned, not removed. And they had exactly. a point that I've now just lost in my brain. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I mean, if if they're going to start complaining about stuff like that, then, you know, if we're going to be removing things f- that are in the game from one mode only, then, you know, I'd like to start with shotguns, you know, take away from these shotgunning get a, ape. Did, no, this isn't, hunters. you get to choose. This, I think, yeah. Kate Catcher and Mercury I mean, have a very choosing. good, 
and valued point to basically say, you know, these people that are making these videos and saying that we want this removed, they're speaking for a small minority of people that actually want this removed. And yes, you you have your own views on it. And I and you know, I think I haven't jumped into Crucible this week apart from playing Scorched. But I think it's always every time something new gets introduced, like with we've got these new stasis aspects and fragments introduced again, and unfortunately it's baked into this whole year of them in introducing stasis. Yeah. They've got to introduce it and then they've got to tone it down. You know, I think by the end of the year, we'll get something that's kind of a bit more stable that everybody kind of, or majority of people actually agree with that, you know, it's toned down to. But they can't spend the time and resources implementing these aspects and fragments that they'd already planned like six months to a year ago to implement and have the time and resources to nerf them to the point of them being underwhelming rather than overwhelming. When they come out of the gate i think we have we are kind of the the test bunnies for this we we're being tested of bunnies. how much it is kind of affecting pvp pve and then they'll tune it so unfortunately we we are we're being tested of how much we can use it and i think mercules and that were saying that you know if you enjoy it carry on playing the, the game modes but if you don't enjoy it don't play the game modes because then that speaks more volumes to bungie because if you're not in those activities using those things, they will see those numbers rather than people shouting on Twitter, shouting on Reddit, shouting on YouTube and saying, me and my community want this taken out of the game. So I think that was quite a, a good value point that they had. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's that's the point I was trying to get to. Yeah, because they had a little <laughs> question who, who literally asked, you know, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a content creator. You know, how can how can I get be heard by Bungie? Yeah. And they said. You know, just just play the game because Bungie, you know, Bungie's going to say, "Oh, Twitter is screaming and YouTubers are screaming." And they're going to go, well, "We're not seeing the numbers dip." You know, you know, the 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 PvP community is, you know, we're not seeing huge drop offs day over day or week over week. It's you know about where it was. So you know, people aren't you know people aren't leaving in droves. They're not quitting the game forever because of stasis. They're like, yeah, there's a there's a vocal minority, but for the most part, people are playing and enjoying it. So that's what Bungie's looking at, more so than a few people screaming about it. Indubitably. So apparently, yeah, there has been found an infinite Titan Sunbreaker super glitch with the bottom tree, and we will link the in the show notes for you to have a look at. Um, what trick is it? It's still unknown of right now. So if you know how to do it, keep it to yourself. That's probably the best advice. So if you want to check that out, we'll link that in the show notes. I mean, I don't know about keep it to yourself. You could always message us here, two two Titans and a Hunters. So uh, you know. Yeah, we share it. We share it with the peoples. We share it with the peoples, and then other peoples would know, and then Bungie would be looking for it. No, no, we could keep it to ourselves. Look, guys, if you love us, tell us your secrets. I won't tell. Tell him he's not even a titan. There's no point in telling him. Mm, This is more of an general kind of thing. Not limited to this particular secret. There's going to be three titans and no hunters. No, never. Unless you get rid of me, that's never going to happen. <laughs> nope. HFL, buddy. HFL. You know what that stands for? Probably a lot of things. But in this no, instance, it means Hunter no. for Life. Lovely. Yes. Uh, something funny I came across on Reddit this week, posted by Lost Conscious 96 Today, I learned 
not to use sleeper with stasis. Now this. Oh, that. Away... <laughs> Okay, was, no, go ahead. Continue, continue. I was in the middle of doing a public event on Europa and killing all the Vex, trying to get to the Conflux, and suddenly he throws down his stasis wall grenade and uses sleeper simulant, thinking that it's going to shoot straight through and kill all the Vex that he's frozen in his ice wall. But no, the thing ricochets about five times back and just kills Burn him instantly. Uh, to be fair, again. it did break the ice he shot, though. Let's, let's give credit <laughs> where credit is due. The ice that he shot, it did break. So, so I just want a public service announcement for everybody out there. Just be aware that it will ricochet using sleeper simulant. If people weren't yeah. aware of that, so it's like Nine the new Titan Something else that was pointed out on Reddit this week, which I came across, and well, I mean, I re I realised it in game. I'm, I'm not sure if anybody else had noticed it by the explosive tor. Yeah, explosive tortilla. Just noticed that they changed the look of the wall mine cells for this season. Nice touch, Bungie. So before yep. they were kind of a bit more of a warlock flame ball from season ten mm -hmm. to thirteen. Now they look more like a wall mine ball with a, a a solar flare in the middle, kind of thing. Very interesting. Nice touch, as he says. And too much sauce forty seven over on Reddit says just in case you didn't know. Crimson plus Overload Hand Cannon is a one-burst stun. So this is anybody that's trying to stun champions. You can use your Crimson with Overload, mm -hmm. and it's a one-burst stun, which is quite nice. And then somebody then goes on to say Thorn is great as well. and that's Because by... the take damage. Yeah, sort of similar to the Monarch from last season. Thorn and Necrotic Grips is really effective for area control as well, and that's a Alvark. Also, like I said earlier, the... Um... If you happen to have it, the Divinity is phenomenal for Overload Champions. It really is. Because, okay, once you pop them, they start taking more damage anyway, and the Divinity gives you that crit spot, so you crit on top of the extra damage, it, it melts it melts Overloads. So mm. if you have it, definitely use that. It's also really good because the Divinity helps you not have to run double primaries. So there you go. Fair enough. Point out by not me, Flair on reddit under the raid secrets the new warlock exotics make noble rounds for lumina too so i just got the new exotics and it looks like you can either get a lumina noble round for healing slash buff a teammate or placing down a rift degrading bot 11 says my clanmate tested the range using darcy and said it was about 40 meters they do have a really nutty reach i was playing with a guy the other night that had him on it it mm. it feels like cross map if I'm being honest with you. It really does feel like cross map. And Dr. Bones1129 went on to say, My friend and I actually found the max range to be 40 to 45 meters in total. It has to flow towards you a, a bit to get the range and then goes out a bit further. So mm -hmm. that was interesting. There is a, a video that I found later on that goes in a bit more detail by Fallout. The Star Eater Scales enables Golden Gun to deal more damage than Celestial Nighthawk. It so sure is, does. Uh, this is by Profane Wings over on Destiny the Game on Reddit. Just got the boots and tested them immediately on Kali. I had no debuffs or buffs outside of the buffs from the exotics provided. Celestial itself does 218k to Kali. Star Eater Scales does 256k to Kali when you have four times of its buff. So, rest in peace Celestial Nighthawk. Edit. Yep. People are asking how the exotic works, so here's a quick rundown. Orbs generate more super energy, seems to be 1.5 times increased super energy gain. 
Once your super is charged, you can continue to pick up orbs to generate a buff for your super. The buff increases the damage of your super and heals you when you use the super. Stacks up to four times, and when at four times, the healing and buff it gives becomes... you an overshield. The buff seemingly doesn't disappear until you activate your super. The buff is approximately 60% more damage at times four. So you so, use this haven't you, at the moment. I'm currently using it. Yeah, I've been using it since it came out. A couple of things to correct. Number one, um, it gives you an overshield when you pop it. I don't mm -hmm. think it heals you, but it definitely gives you an overshield. And you do lose the buff if you die, right? So you lose the buff if you use your super or if you die. Another thing is the um, the overshield aspect of it will last until you have utilized all of your super. Same thing with the, the super damage buff, right? You have it until the super is finished. So, you know, yeah. No, it's it's really, really good. It's also really good for bottom tree tether. It uh, increases uh, um, your stasis uh, tornado damage. I mean, it's it's so good. No matter what. I mean, you can just replace almost every exotic with this. The only thing <laughs> that I'm a little doubtful for is he said bye-bye Celestial Nighthawk. Fair enough, it does more damage than Celestial Nighthawk. But the really good thing about Celestial Nighthawk is if you kill something with the shot that you use, you get 30% of your super back immediately. Is it not more, so, more about 50% now? What's that? Is it not about 50% with Celestial? Or is it? It is 30. What do you mean? You got half your super back. No, you get 30 now. It's capped at 30. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, still. And then most most of the time, people use it with bottom tree Celestia, or bottom tree golden gun, right? So um, whenever you get uh, precision hits, or is it precision kills? When you get precision something, I can't remember. I'd have to go back and look. Um, yeah. It also increases the speed at which you get your super back, right? So Celestial Nighthawk not only lets your Golden Gun do more damage, it also lets your Golden Gun crit. So doing extra damage on top of that, and freaking you got 30% of your super back. And if you're using it on bottom tree Golden Gun, you got your super back even faster. So you could literally spam one-shot Golden Guns if you wanted to. So there's a lot of perks to go with the Celestial that this one doesn't match. I mean, it gives you a different set of perks, but I don't think Celestial Nighthawk's going to go away just like that, you know, for the diehard users. But it's very good. It's very, 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 very good. So, you know, whatever. So some kind of breaking news. Thank you to Glaze Panda 80 over on the ramen shop from Not Ask Clan, the Cade Spacey mm -hmm. Ramen Smugglers. He's pointed out that there are new rewards for the Amazon Prime exotic bundles. So I can tell you that this month you have the Vigilance Wing exotic, the Book of the Dead ornament for the Vigilance Wing exotic. Nice. The Ravager's Ride exotic sparrow and the House of Light projection for a legendary ghost. So if you are signed for up for the Amazon Prime and you've linked your Bungie.net account, you can now claim those new rewards. So thank you very much, Glaze Panda, for that. Moving on to the other stuff that we've got this week from loads and loads of info dumps. We have information on the Vex Mythoclast. So this is the exotic fusion rifle. Um, it's going to be shooting solar, and it's going to be available from the Vault of Glass, probably from the, the, the final encounter. 
that's normally that that was when destiny won that's when we were able to get it. it was just from the final encounter from killing atheon so it has an impact of 33 a range of 41 stability of 19 reload speed of 64 handling of 55 zoom of 15 inventory size of 40 an aim assist of 100 percent and a recoil direction of 80 so it's going to be kicking up either to the left or the right slightly. Uh, the perks on it are the Timeless Mythoclass. This weapon fires a single bolt with each trigger pull. Arrowhead Break, which is greatly increases recoil, increases handling speed. Volatile Battery. This battery simultaneously exists in multiple timelines, causing the weapon to overcharge. Greatly increases the magazine size. Then we have Temporal Unlimiter. Uh, defeating targets builds stacks of overcharge. Swapping fire modes when fully overcharged. In alternate firing modes, hold the trigger to charge up and fire more powerful linear fusion rifle shot. So this was the one that we were kind of, I think we were talking about the other week when they were saying about some of these perks that are coming into the game. So it looks like you can kind of kill something, get an overcharge shot, and very much like we have with that exotic sidearm that we've got this season that you can get a kill and then you can fire an overcharged shot that will probably use the rest of your magazine yep sounds like it and hand laid stock this weapon is optimized for recoil control extremely stable so there you go that's the exotic fusion rifle that you can get from doing the vault of glass well see okay so i wanted to talk to you about this now that it's up right I I was hoping beyond hope that they'd give us the auto rifle version because I even brought it up before. I was like, they're probably going to give it to us the way that like they're they're going to pull the whisper of the worm, right? They're going to give it to us in its best form, like it did in D one, and then nerf it in the same way that they did in D one. So I was expecting that to happen, but instead they've changed how the whole weapon works from the get go. So in D one, for those that don't know, the Mythoclast was a fusion rifle, right? Imagine. Um, Queen's Breaker's bow, but full auto, right? That's what it was. It was it was a full auto Queen's Breaker's bow, and it was amazing, right? And then Bungie nerfed it. Uh, what they do, nerf the damage of it or something like? I forgot how they nerfed it, but they nerfed it. And you know, I was expecting to get it back in its full auto form. Nope. Instead, it is a single shot, uh, fast firing fusion rifle that um you can turn into a linear fusion rifle after doing a thing with it right so that to me has kind of crushed my hopes for this weapon how do you feel about the changes that they've made to the mythoclast until i get it in my hands i'm not going to be 100 percent sure because it could be uh auto firing but it no nope, they say yeah, but that's not what they say. Look at the description. It says yeah. one trigger pull, one shot gets fired. Yeah. But yeah, that's that, not full auto. But that was for the. Okay. For the. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. yeah. I, I mean, they, they've changed that, but that just means a bit like a scout rifle. I've got to pull the trigger a bit more times. Yeah, but the whole point about the Vex is it was full auto. You know what I mean? I mean, they've, they've taken the full auto aspect away from it. I mean, they, they've given Maybe us a different Vex Mythoclast. It's not it's not the same. They they shouldn't have given us the Vex Mythoclast this way. They should have given us another Vault of Class, you know, based on based on the, the Vex Mythoclast, right? 
you know, yeah. say, hey, this is the, the time-worn mythoclast or whatever. You know, something different, right? But the fact that they're giving it the exact same name and completely changing how it works, I don't like, man. This is not the Vex mythoclast. And no matter how you look at it, it's not the mythoclast, right? It's not. And I don't think they should have called it that. Just had with Lord Cognito on the last word when they were talking about the Hawkmoon coming back. And because they were removing the, the luck in the chamber perk and whatever the other one was that made the Hawkmoon the Hawkmoon, yeah. uh, I think Ibontis was saying it's not the Hawkmoon that's coming back. It's a version of something that they're calling yeah. the Hawkmoon. So no, I, much I, I, I concur. Yeah. Very much in the same vein. The, I think the problem is they should leave those weapons in the Destiny 1 area. If they're going to change them, they should leave Call them, them something else. else. Yeah, I, I totally agree At with least. you. Yeah. I mean, if, if you want to bring back something, you can say, hey, this was, you know, inspired by the Vex Mythoclast or whatever, right? But but bringing us a completely different weapon and calling it something that we already know what it is, that's like a slap in the face, in, in my opinion, right? Other people might just be like, oh, it's not that big a deal or whatever. But for me, it well, is, you know? You tie into the law that we've Guardians have gone back to the Vault of Glass. They've acquired the Vex Mythoclast, but... but over time, it's broken. You have to then take it back to Banshee, who then fixes it and gives it back to you in a fixed form where he says, I cannot, you know, I can't repair the the, the damage that was done to the auto firing trigger mechanism on it. But I've given it to you in this form. It can now do this. If they tie it into the law or they tie it into the story somehow of, yes, you've acquired the Vex Mythoclast, but it's had to be altered because it's a broken weapon and it can only be fixed mm. to this in Destiny 2. I could I could accept that. That would make sense, you know. Well, you can accept it, but it's still not the weapon, right? I get what you're saying. You know, you tie it into the lore, how it works, or whatever. But mm -hmm. lore, after what they did to my my boy, the auto rifle, right? Lore doesn't mean anything to me anymore. They they've broken my 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 soul when it comes to lore, right? right. They've taken a gun where the lore specifically says no damage fall off and giving it damage fall off. So now I don't even care what the lore is in this case because it's just it's it BS. Try. And see what it's like. I mean, it's still going to be good. I'm not. I'm, I don't doubt it's not going to be good. But it's not the Vex Mythoclast. That's the point I'm making, right? I'm not saying it's not going to be good. I'm saying it's not the Vex Mythoclast. And don't I'm call it. With you. Call it something I'm else. With you. I agree yeah. with you. So, if you want to get the Vex Mythoclast catalyst, don't know how you can actually get that. But maybe it drops at Banshee. Maybe once you've got it, and you've got a couple. Maybe of that'll make it full auto. <laughs> yeah. no, the perk on it is calculated balance which gives you higher stacks of the overcharge, increasing stability, and the objective for that is to defeat 700 targets. So once you get the catalyst, you then have to defeat 700 targets to get the perk unlocked. Deathbringer. <sighs> now I've got a catalyst in the game, and I got it at the end of an, I think it was just a general strike it, it dropped for me. Um, other people are saying they're getting it from Crucible I got matches, it from a strike too. and things like that. So this will give you uh, the dead weight perk increases how quickly Dark Descendant reaches its full potential. Dark Dark Descent basically um is you have to fire. This is a rocket launcher that you have to fire above your target, right? And it's one of those hold the trigger, release to detonate type of things, right? So as long as you hold the trigger, the projectile will fly. Once you release it, the projectile will split and begin falling to the ground in the form of multiple 
projectiles, right? And the further they fall up to a certain distance, the more powerful they are when they hit the target. And there's a meager amount of tracking on it. The tracking on it is very subpar for what the weapon was designed to do, in my opinion. But there is at least some level of tracking when it comes to these projectiles falling on the ground, right? And what this catalyst is going to do is you're going to be able to shoot it above a target's head, but not as high as you had to before. And they'll inc they'll reach their maximum damage at a lower falling distance than it currently does. Is that about right? Yeah. Yeah. So once you've got the catalyst, you don't have to slot it in anymore. It's just there. So you have to defeat 400 targets. So at the moment, there are a couple That's of things that you so can many. do with the override missions with unlocking the... You get a chest sometimes to spawn with more heavy ammo there are a couple of nodes that you can unlock for that that will kind of get you well i mean look at the artifact you get scavenger and finder on the artifact don't you or one of those yeah for rocket something launches like, this season yeah something like that but then you can also yeah. yeah you could put two or three on your thing so you can always run with that so good luck with that anybody yeah something i wanted to point out to people with the seasonal challenges coming back each week there is a seasonal challenge for whatever the crucible mode is so don't know whether next week it's going to be showdown or it's going to be an iron banner one could be either or but just to let you know that this week is sacred scorched which is defeating guardians in team scorched earning bonus progress for charging detonations so you have to defeat 50 and the only reason i'm pointing this out to people is that sometimes these game modes only come up like two or three times in the month that we have the season so don't sleep on these ones. If these are the things that come up in the season challenge for that week, see if you can get those things done and out of the way. Because at the end of the season, you can do all those gambit ones that say defeat 50 blockers, blah, 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 all in like the space of one week and they will all auto complete. Whereas Team Scorch, Showdown, Iron Banner are one week events for maybe three or four times in that season. So those are the things not to kind of sleep on. Just so I kind of remind people of that because that's what i'm like i like to remind people you do like to remind people um i've got a couple of good guides on the the new helm and the splicer gauntlet that you can get for focusing for your overrides and things like that but a couple of things i wanted to kind of just point out to people with the splicer gauntlet upgrade that you can get when you go and visit the servitor in the helm is that you the decryption data that you get from doing the override missions, the first top track is like 100 um, decryption data. The second track is 300 and the bottom track is 500. The main ones that you want to kind of look out for are the two on the top to start off with. The first one you want to kind of look out for is the override efficiency. Now on this one, it's the second one along on the top tier on, on the green track. It says override chests have increased rewards. Standard Vex chests have a higher chance to drop seasonal gear. Conflux chests have higher chance to drop umbral engrams and can drop up to two focus umbral engrams per week. But what it doesn't tell you is that the decryption data that you get from running the override missions is also increased. So I believe when you do run those missions, you get, I think it's 30 decryption data. If I think you purchase... it's 35, isn't it? If you purchase, I think if you purchase the first green node, it goes up to 35. 
Ah, oh, that's why I'm getting that. Gotcha. Override efficiency two, which is the blue version, which is the 300 decryption data, it then goes up to 45. And then I believe if you can then purchase the tier three, which is the legendary, the purple one, for 500 data, that then goes up to 55 uh, decryption data. So that might be the best one to kind of purchase to start off with. And then the next one that you want to kind of look out for. I mean, I purchased that override efficiency one, and then I moved on to the last one on the top track that is next to the one that's got the lock next to it, which is memory expansion. So the memory expansion it gives the gauntlet ether cap is increased by 50 and the key code capacity is increased from, I think it's three to four. The next one down is from four to five. And then the memory three, the, the purple one is from five to six. And again, it increases your ether cap as well. But if you're running these and then just running like at the moment, I think this week it strikes, isn't it? That seems to be the focus for getting more decryption or more ether. I think it's ether, isn't it? To start off with. Uh, let me check for you. It is. Yep. 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 Ether. So if you go into your splicer gauntlet in your quest sections. Yep. It says on the front of it that you've got so many ether out of say 100 or 150 and so many yep. key codes you can actually yep. go into it and you can select as many key codes as much as you've got ether for so you can store those up and then go and collect more ether and then go into the override deplete those ones and then hit another three ether or four ether depends on how much you've kind of saved up so you got right. you can kind of charge up your your splicer gauntlet as and when so that was quite cool. Yeah, just like the hammer from last season. Yeah. yeah. But with the, with the hammer, you could only put one charge in there at a time. With this one, you can actually put the charge in, keep it, and it goes into how many of the little gold squares that you've got. Yeah. I I don't know how that's different from last season, but I'll take your word for it. Because my memory is not to be trusted, as anybody can tell you. Well, last season, you with the... The, the hammer charge you could only mm -hmm. put one hammer mod in at a time oh i see what you're saying and then you'd have to run it and then it. slot another one okay yeah and this one i can just yeah. slot three at a time i got you yeah. i got you, you, I got you. I found you. back to back unlock the chess and then yep carry on doing whatever you were kind of doing uh, i'm i'm tracking i'm tracking <laughs> fair enough the other thing i wanted to kind of point people at or point out to people was when you, if you do go and unlock your new subclass aspect from whatever quest you've done. So I was really confused because I was like, where is this new aspect? Because I've got a drop down box and. Oh, the sorry. arrow? Dude, that threw me for a loop too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was hovering over the, the, the different aspects. I didn't see the arrow that's off to the right. Yeah. It wasn't until it kind of came off to the side that there's a little arrow that. You'd think in a drop-down box it would be in a drop-down box, but no, it goes off to the right. That would make way to... too much sense. How dare yeah. you? I thought that something had glitched. I was looking on Reddit to see if anybody else had this issue. Yeah, I was looking for bugs. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. This arrow off to the side. So I just thought I'd kind of point people at that. So just There's an arrow. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking, I was like, did I complete it? Did I have another step? I don't see the step. I went back to talk to her again. I was like, yo, where's my stuff? And I was freaking out. I was getting pissed. I was like, I was going to be like, oh, no. Oh, no. I usually have pretty good RNG when it comes to not hitting bugs. 
And I was like, did they finally get me? Did Bungie be like, hey, it's your turn for a mission bug? <laughs> I was like, no. I don't want the bug. I want to be bugless. Leave yeah. me alone. But yeah, no, that arrow definitely caught me off guard too. I was, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find my aspect <laughs> anyway. But now, like as a hunter, I can rock like four four aspects now, dude. Not aspects, four uh, fragments now. So yep. I'm, I'm digging that, dude. I'm really digging that whole four four fragment kind of life. Hmm. Yep. So also with your spice servitor, you can pick up bounties, but they don't actually give you XP towards ranking up your bounties or ranking up your servitor. They just rank up your XP, which I suppose does help with ranking up with your season pass or your season track, because I believe it's on, I think there's C on rank two of the pay track. You can get some decryption data. And I think it's yeah. like a hundred often. You get it two and then twelve and then thirty-two. Wow, it's just a twenty jump between those two. And that's it, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. So you get three lots there, but there are also you can also access the on your quest tab on your seasonal challenge. Normally the main two on the top of the page, like they did last season will award you quite a big bundle like we had with the hammer charges last season. Uh, yeah, 150. Yeah, yes, 150 sir. for each. For, so for this week, you've got Hello World, which is complete the path of the splicer and defeat uh, Alpha Cabal. And I, I wasn't aware that they dropped in the override mission. So I went off and did some of the, um, the, the hammer things. What are they called now? I can't remember. <laughs> only, only a week ago, I was playing those things. Nice. Oh jeez. Um, what are they called? Respawn. What are you asking about, dude? The the hammer things. The the battlegrounds. That's what was. Oh. And did battlegrounds to defeat the the high level cabal, but yeah, it's you. They do drop in the override mission, which is really weird. So that that was quite Such fun. Such a troll. What are they called? What is what called? The thing I don't remember. How the am I supposed to know? <laughs> uh, is complete five of the override missions and the data spikes deposited was quite a long and lengthy thing i just kept trying to steal everybody's moats from all over the floor i wasn't actually killing at some point i was just like running towards the moats on the floor <laughs> i need to get 100 yeah. so next week we'll have another couple probably in the next two or three weeks we'll have quite a big chunks of um of those ether things they're not the ether things the data missions. Yeah, they'll, they'll do that for to kind of get you going. So that was quite interesting. But also with the Splicer Servitor, there are seven new mods that are available that are the wells that they're kind of bringing in. So we've got wall mine cells and we now have wells dropping all over the floor. And most of these are kind of picking up elemental wells, grant your, grants you energy for your abilities. Uh, for the lowest current energy, uh, pick out elemental wells with elements that match your subclass type, grants you energy to all of your abilities. So you have the first one, which is Reaping Wellmaker. After activating your class ability, your next weapon final blow spawns a void element. Well of Tennessee, pick up a void elemental well, reduces the damage you take from combatants for a short period of time. So that's the next one on the track. Then we have Explosive Wellmaker. 
Rapidly defeating combatants with explosive damage spawns a solar em elemental well. Well of life. We have pick up solar elemental wells grants an increased regeneration for a short period of time. Overload well maker. Defeated combatant with a finisher spawns two arc elemental wells. Nice. Well of ions. Picking up an arc elemental well causes your next melee to deal increased damage. Interesting. That could be a good one for... Um, Hunters. That works in PvP as well. That'd be good for Titans. Running around with be good for Hunters too with our with our dodge ability where we get the melee back. Yeah, and the the gauntlets that you can stab people a thousand times with. Oh yeah, that too. Uh, shield Crash Wellmaker. Breaking a shield with the matching weapon type creates an elemental well. So those are your, your seven for this season. So we'll probably get more as time goes by. Apparently, when you're doing the override mission and you're in that final kind of boss arena, there is a goblin that can spawn that will drop more of this data. Loot goblin! Yeah, it looks like so far he's dropping about four stacks of five, so an extra 20 if you can find him and kill him. He'll, he'll, you'll know which one he is because he's glowing. He, he's a special goblin. He's a glowy goblin. You walk up and you slap him in the face with your sword and you get to reap the benefits. So that'll give you more key code stuff, won't it? For your it sure will. For upgrading your servitor in the helm. Yep. So Paul Tassi's been doing various, various many tests and, and he's watched three different people do the data spikes and it didn't spawn the bonus goblins. So it ain't that, he says. But DMG says appearance of the loot goblin is a chance. It comes and goes as it pleases. Data spikes mm -hmm. increases your chance, so dunk away. So that's when you've I believe it's when you, I think it's pick up, is it 10 moats and you bank the, the 10 moats that you kind of get a data spike? Yep. So it's always best to pick up as many as you can, which is the 10. I thought it was going to be 15 like it was with some of the other gambit-like activities that we've had on the planets. But it Same. is 10, 10 moats and then go and bank. It also then spawns the chests where you can get the heavy ammo. So once you bank the, the 10 moats in the override, it will give you a heavy chest. And every person that does that, it will refresh the chest. So it's best to save up 10, go and dunk those. And then you have a chance at this loot goblin appearing in the final room, which is quite yeah. interesting. I've played a lot of that game activity and I still have yet to see him. Yeah, me too. I mean, Sad I've unlocked quite a bit of my, uh, my ether, my, my override servitor. Bless him. Bless him in his little cotton socks. I have not. I've only liked two parts because I'm... Excuse me. I'm saving up uh, to get the... Um, where it gives you extra loot from the chests because I like getting my armor and loot up front. Uh, but if, if you else. do it the way that I've kind of explained to you of doing those different mm -hmm. nodes in that order, you'll get more of the ether to drop. Yeah, no, I get that. I totally get that, but my thing, I'm not really concerned with either. I'm concerned with how many things I can get from the chest at once. So, yeah, I mean, that, you, that's how it is for me up, every season, you know? But if you upgrade this, the, the gauntlet in that specific way, you'll get more data, decrypted data to unlock more nodes to then unlock more abilities to get more engrams and more loot to drop at the end. Just be yeah. more efficient. Efficient. I'm trying to help you get that faster. <laughs> So you can go off and play other games towards the end of the season, as you I like to do. I don't play other games anyway. Can't stop me. 
can't stop believing. Wait, that's not how that works. No, because it's it's not a week for singing. It's a week for giving the information. It's a week for giving, gentlemen. I've talked it's a like lot Christmas. about things that I've found. So it's back over mm-hmm. to you with your response report roundup. Let's go, response report roundup. First of all, everybody, don't be afraid. You're not having a stroke just because you can smell toast. It's because there is a new emblem this season called Burnt Edges, which suggests that the long-awaited Destiny Toaster might be coming soon. So, yeah, you're not having a stroke just because you smell burnt toast. All right, guys. Uh, Joe D'Angelo asks, why isn't the trial shader flawless shader in transmog for those who have gone flawless? DMG says currently can only be retained on armor earned through flawless runs. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, you've been to the lighthouse? Ha ha! That's what they're saying. Cool. Excellent. All right, going back up to the top, we have. I'm not even going to try that. Uh, yes, at Paul Tassie. I'm back in at... De- oh, that's her. Okay, that's what you were talking about earlier. Okay, cool. Um, boop, bop, beep, bam. Okay. G1 Giggs says, Icarus Dash no longer working while being slowed is just mind-blowing to me. Making that change without including it in patch notes is a big no-no. Stealth changes should not be a thing. Cosmo says... Sometimes patch notes get missed. It was definitely not intentional, as it's pretty obvious players are going to notice the sandbox change. This was always a bug and was fixed this season, but I'll share the feedback that you would rather Icarus Dash still work while slowed. Thank you. Uh, it's a tweet. Uh, Cosmo says, we are seeing reports that some players are able to get a sneak peek at crossplay. This isn't meant to be live yet and is not representative of the full experience. We will be implementing a fix to remove public access later this week, but in the meantime, feel free to partake. <gasps> Reggie Cake says, at DMG, at Cosmo, at Bungie Help, I'm seeing a lot of mixed results, so please confirm that crossplay is available. I have very mixed plan, and we're going to dive in. Uh, Cosmo replied to that one. Uh, Dios... Diosin? Diosin? You, you know what, dude? Get a better name. Uh, why is the Titan gold for the Guardian Games statue? Cosmo says it's a bug, as Hunter's clearly won. Not the biggest priority right now with some other issues still going on, but we will fix it, Cosmo. You know what? Remember when I said you took a step up? You've gone back two steps, bro. Saying that the, hunt, the, the Hunter trophy is not a priority after all the smack Titans have been given us for their air quotes win. No, that should have been at the top of your to-do list. Bud, how dare you say it's not a priority? DMG says Sleeper Simulant versus LFR buffs. So LFR means Linear Fusion Rifles, for those that don't know. Looks like it received a small buff, but it was unintentionally less than the other Linear Fusion Rifles. Team is looking to take another pass on the weapon in a future update. Stay tuned for info from the team when we have things ready to ship. Yanis. Yanis. Shut up. 
It's Yanes. Can't say much, uh, but we're actively trying adjustments to stasis. We know it's... Oh, I'm sorry. He's replying to somebody. Okay. G1 Gig says, I think I can speak for most of the hardcore PvP community when I say that slow shouldn't also be a suppression. I would rather not be frozen or slowed from a non-super at all at this point. In a playlist with stasis disabled would be amazing. <clears throat> a playlist with shotguns disabled would also be amazing. Thank you, sir. Also, they have playlists like that. It's called Scorched. Bruh. Yeah. Play it. Anyway, Kevin Yane says, can't say much, but we're actively trying to adjust with stasis. We know it's too hot and needs to be knocked down a few many pegs. Our focus for the next few balance updates are to shift more and more focus of PvP gameplay towards guns. Again, more on that in the future. Um, that'd be nice. I like gun game better than ability game. Uh, Joe Blackburn says, Sorry, setting up the Guardian Games trophy is traditionally responsibility of the class Vanguard. Small oversight there. Cosmo says, The false Guardian Games trophy has been pushed off the tower and replaced with the real trophy showcasing the Hunter Bee. Cool. Now, these are good, too, right here. That's pretty good. Oh, hold on. Goes together to make a thing. Okay. Destiny News, Unified Front, Greasy Palms, and Reborn in Flames emblem icons when put together look like a map of some kind. Uh-oh! Do we have a secret in the game? Also, those color schemes are nice, aren't they? What do you think? I think those are nice color schemes. Yeah. I like those. Emblems. So what are these emblems? Uh, they, they, they are Unified Front, Greasy Palms, and Reborn in Flames. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's what they are. I don't know where they come from. You don't know where they are. <laughs> uh, Destiny News. Uh, new Bungie. Sorry, new. Colon. Bungie has added a new emblem called 10950 Days to celebrate the company's 30th anniversary this year. Don't care. Uh, Destiny News. New. Colon. First look at the new Solstice of Heroes 2021 armor sets. Uh, Hunter, Illuminus, Titans, Sunsteed, Warlock, Celestine, Celestine, whatever. That looks awful. Yeah, I'm going to say it. That looks awful. What do you think about your Titan one? Well, it looks like you're wearing a uh, Warlock skirt up there, bud. Oh. I'll have to wait until huh? we get it. You know, these yeah. are just kind of mock-ups at the moment, aren't they? So... Yeah. I always like like that we had with the 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 data leaks the other week. Take it with a grain of salt, you know, or I mean take it with a grain of salt, but but look at the hunter's shoulders. Okay, so look at the hunter's shoulders with the frills, look at the hunter waist with the frills, look at the hunter cape and boots with the frills. Why are the hunters so frilly? We don't like frills. We're not a frilly type of class. Frills should be reserved for warlocks, all right? Not hunters. Hunters, we don't need frills. All right, right, guys? We don't need frills. Uh, Destiny News. New Vault of Glass raid exotic ship. Uh, you have to complete Vault of Glass on the master difficulty to even get a shot at this ship, which is kind of, I mean, it's not the greatest looking ship, but it's definitely unique, and people will notice if you have it. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Destiny News. It seems like this time, yeah, hold on. He's replying to somebody. Uh, Destiny News, there's a new secret puzzle going on in the Kingship Dock Lost Sector in the Tangled Shore. After defeating enemies, a Vex Conflux spawns. 
It will further spawn five oracles. You can destroy these oracles and it will spawn a Vex Minotaur. More updates to show. It seems like this is a time-gated event and will eventually unlock upcoming weekly Pinnacle missions. Expunge releasing on May 25th, 2021. Let's go to Kingship Dock Lost Sector. I don't know if take a look at that. Um, here we go. Pinnacle Power Rewards. We've identified an issue where some activities are no longer advertising Pinnacle Drops when they no longer reward them. Deepstone Crypt should be granting at power, say that again, at power rewards, not pinnacle, at this time. Vault of Glass will be granting pinnacle power raid rewards once it goes live. All right, what do we got here? What do we, thank you. Uh, Paric Accent Vest. Uh, I guess that's new armor for Flawless, I guess? Yeah, it's a oh, mispatch patch note. I see, mispatch note. Each week there will be an adept weapon available from the Flawless Chest and Trials. No more weekends where there is only an armor piece. Okay, cool. Additionally, loot from 3, 5, and 7 ones can drop flaw from Flawless Runs, etc. Snag the adept messenger with an additional vest. So on weeks where armor is the main feature, you're also guaranteed to get a weapon. Now, does that mean that on weeks where the weapon is the main feature, you're guaranteed to get a piece of armor? I doubt it, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, Bungie Help says, due to an issue, we have disabled the Scavengers Den Master Level Lost Sector. Uh, for those of you that don't know, apparently there was a... I don't know if it was a bug or a map exploit or what, but... Basically, you could skip more than half the map and kind of go directly to the boss. And the people were farming it way too fast, and Bungie doesn't like us having fun, so they nerfed it. Uh, Cheese Forever says, I knew that would happen. It's not even a hard loss sector. Legit, though, going up the exit path is something they will never learn. Okay, cool. Uh, Joe D'Angelo says, Why isn't the child... Oh, said that one. Do -do -do -do. Yeah, Destiny actually. News. Bungie has added a new emblem this season. You I already that. said that one too. Yay! Is that it? That That's be. it, I think. That's it for you, oh. anyway. Uh... So, I have some tips, tricks, guides, and builds. There are 23 videos that I have hand-selected for your <laughs> appraisal this week, ladies and gentlemen. You may have already seen them, because if you've been a follower of this show, you know what kind of videos I look out for to help anybody and everybody. So we already pointed out the Fallout Plays insane new artifact mods that you need to look out for for Season of the Spicer, uh, because Parody read through them very nicely earlier. But we also have the ultimate guide for Destiny 2 Season of the Spicers for, from Fallout Plays. It goes over override, leveling up, etc, etc. A lot of the points that we've kind of gone over in this podcast I may have missed. So have a quick skim of that. It's only about 15 minutes long. So if you've got a spare 15 minutes, have a look at that. Respawn. Aspects and fragments. Did you pick up the new aspect? I sure done did, dude. And what's it called for the hunters? It is called... Dun, da, da, dun. Uh, the Touch of Winter. Your Glacier, Duskfield, and Cold Snap Grenades have enhanced functionality. 
Glacier Grenade adds a stasis crystal and changes the formation. So Glacier Grenade is basically gives you a bigger bubble. I'm sorry, I lied. Glacier Grenade, instead of it throwing uh, the wall up in a line, it creates a circle. And instead of it only having five pillars, it now has six. So you get an extra pillar, and it's a kind of a more conformed shape. Uh, Dust Field Grenade increases the overall size of the field. And it puts a stasis crystal in the middle, so you could technically uh, impact that if you wanted to try to kill an enemy, although it's not going to do a whole ton of damage. And the cold snap grenade. Oh, by the way, if you hit them, like, with the crystal in the middle of the cold snap, like, if you aim it right and you, not cold snap, and you, if you throw the grenade, the dust field grenade, and you aim it right, and it spawns the bubble and the person you've thrown it at happens to be in the middle where that glacial thing is it will insta freeze them so that's one good thing about that um and cold snap grenade seekers travel faster farther and chain one additional time there's one thing it doesn't mention here but the cold snap grenades are also taller now so whereas you could easily jump over it last time and it would avoid you you could still probably do it not with, without too much difficulty, but it is not as easy as they are taller now. So they travel further, they travel faster, they seek one additional time, and they're slightly taller. So all in all, not a bad uh, aspect. It also gives you two slots. So there you go. I paired it with my uh, Grim Harvest from last season. Which uh, defeating slow to frozen combatants creates a stasis shard, and these shards grant melee energy when picked up by you or your allies. Right, so basically, I just got an, a, th a fourth slot, and in that fourth slot, I added the uh, the what's it called? Where 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 the the shards come to you? Right, they float towards you. Yeah. So whenever you're creating all these stasis shards, instead of you running to go pick them up they'll actually just come to you, which, you know, won't really, uh, it doesn't pull you away from combat. So you have to run and pick those up. You can continue, you know, your, your, your anarchy. Your yeah. Yeah. Right. And then they'll just come to you. So it's, it's easier. And of course, if you have the right to set up, every time you get one, it recharges your melee faster. So you can keep the cycle going. Hmm. That's it. Well, Cool Guy has a really good video on the new Whisper of Conduction and Rhyme and what they exactly do. Together, he reckons that they are nearly overpowered and, and there's always a new way to play with these fragments that could become part of the meta. Yep. They work with the Harvest aspect on, the on all classes, but they all work differently depending on the class. And he goes over it in his videos. And there's a lot of numbers. There's a lot of builds that he kind of goes over and shows you in depth and they work really really well so i thought that might be something that you want to check out to kind of improve your pvp gameplay or even pve gameplay um and then we have a plethora of videos from cheese forever our good friend cheese plethora. who points out who points out the the glitch that was happening with the last pole um the last um sidearm where you could charge it up and get a charge shot is still working on the cryosthesis 77k so this is basically a new a no reload exploit that you can get to just constantly burn people down and freeze them and it doesn't look like it's been patched as yet but there are kind of some mechanics and timing of how you get these shots off so check the video out if you want to have a look at it and see 
how to do that. There is also a double weapon damage glitch for Eater of Scales, the exotic hunter boots. So that one will respawn will be interested in in exploiting. There is a glitch sure. also for the boots of the assembler for the warlock, a ten times noble rounds glitch. And this isn't the one that kind of Fallout goes over in his video. This is something different that was found by somebody else that Jesus made a video on. So go and check that out if you want to see what you can do with that. And there is a bonus stats available from Universal Ornaments glitch. Did you know this? So there are, there seems to be some stats that are transferable when you put a Universal Ornament on your gear. It'll give you like plus one or plus two in various different stat elements, depending what? on what that armor has on it when you go over it. And Cheese has a really cool video for that. So if for instance, your armor stats are like one or two out of hit, hitting like those tens in those stats. At the yeah. moment, there seems to be a glitch that you can put an ornament on from a past armor piece, and it'll give you that plus one or plus two in that stat area. Don't know what? if it's a, a legit thing or if it is just a glitch, as he says. So check that out. For anybody of those um, that's into their builds. Yeah. Uh, Gaming Animal has the Eververse calendar for season 14 going right past the uh, Solstice. So there's a lot of block stuff out from the Solstice weeks that is, you know, is coming, but there's no kind of actual image for that. But anything else that's in the database right up until then, there's even, I think, one of the weeks after the Vault of Glass goes live, there is the ornament for the Vex Mythic class available for Bright Dust. So Check that out if you want to see what's coming up in Eververse for the next couple of weeks or for the whole of the season. He also goes over how to get the Vault of Glass raid ship, the Vault Strider in Destiny 2. Again, spoilers if you don't want to know for that one. And then he goes over in another video all the Vault of Glass triumphs for the title seal. Again, spoilers for that because it kind of tells you what you kind of need to do and to what to expect. So if you want to go in blind, don't watch those videos. Watch it after you've done it so that you kind of roughly know. Astacross goes over all of the splicer exotics. So this is the Star to Scales, the Boots of the Assembler, and the Path of, I can't remember, for the Titans. But I have them. It took me many attempts to get them. I did over 20 Lost Sectors. And initially, I was recording it for the podcast for the YouTube channel. And I thought, you know, after two or three goes, they'll, they'll probably drop. And I'll get them and it'll look good in the video. And it didn't. And I ended up giving <laughs> up recording. I ended up giving up recording the, the amount of effort. And I was getting really upset with it because after about, I think it was about the fourth attempt at doing the Lost Sector when the boots came up. I think I was at 13, yeah, 13.30 power. So I was, you know, quite good. I was just over the the 1310 to get in the lost sector and I was, I was doing it in like eight to ten minutes I was doing pretty decent at it and i tried various different loadouts I'll, I'll touch on that in a second but the fourth or fifth drop it dropped boots for me but it dropped the mark 44 standard size i was like well this isn't right surely i should be getting the new boots if they're going to drop me exotics why am i not getting the new exotics to drop first but it gave me the mark 44 standard size so i was quite upset it then took me, I'd say, another 20 attempts at running it. And I did give up recording it for the podcast because I thought this is just going to be boring. People watching me go through and getting nothing. 
But I watched it, a, a video. Right. <laughs> yeah. I did get them in the end. Because I thought it's not That's fair good. that you're rocking your ones and you went and got your ones and you probably got it in about five or six attempts and I've had to try about 20 four. goes. Exactly four. Let's say exactly. Yeah. And and it's on recording if you wanted to see what happens. <laughs> I watched a video from Ebontis that went over the specific loss sector that I was doing at the time. And he was saying, you know, you need to go in as an arc subclass. You need to do this. You need to do that. You know, he he wasn't rocking anything too specific apart from making sure you had this and that, this and that in your build. But I didn't go in with an arc subclass. I went in with my solar subclass because it said solar damage does more damage, whether it's incoming or outgoing. So I went in as a solar Titan. I took the igneous hammer hand cannon. I, Initially, I went in with a sword, so I was stunning the champions, running up and swording the champions with, um, what's the sword that you can do the twirly round thing? I can't remember it. Uh, the guillotine? Not the exotic. Falling guillotine? Falling guillotine, yeah. So I was using falling guillotine, which is void. So I was stunning them and, and then just void swording them down. And then I was kind of using my scout rifle to get the servitors down. And that seemed to work fine. I got to the boss, popped my super. It didn't matter whether he had an arc shield or not. I was using solar hammers, just throwing them at him. He just died instantly. So sometimes following YouTuber's advice isn't necessarily the best thing to do. As long as you can kind of work it out yourself, I found that just doing what I wanted to do works quite quick. He says that he got it done in about five minutes. You know, five minutes, eight minutes. Potato, potato. I, yeah it didn't matter to me i i kind of experimented with loadout i took in dead man's tail my hand cannon and the sword to start off with and then i rotated it around i thought i'll just use xenophage as i had that and even that burnt through the boss a couple of times it was quite cool but yeah so if you can go in and and just use what you've got to your advantage then do that next on the video watching list we have a brilliant video by fallout place going over the warlocks their new boots their their exotic boots the boots of the assembler and how you can really get unlimited warlock rifts no really unlimited and what oh yeah because amazing that's only for the healing though not the empowering right oh no (laughs) it's for the empowering too if you use Illumina, the exotic hand cannon that gives you noble rounds when you yeah. buff a teammate, you get a buff of damage as well as healing for you and your teammate. And there are ways that you can use the rifts and the lumina to constantly buff your teammates and constantly have your rift up unlimited. Now, this is going to be useful in PvE activities, but also in 6v6s when the seekers know that you've got five other teammates and it will send the seekers out to your five other teammates and constantly buff them. You can constantly proc your Lumina to constantly give them buffs to kill. So a two tap hand cannon becomes something ridiculous. Sniper rifles become ridiculous for body shots. Check the video. It's, it's really good. A really good informative video on what you can kind of do with this new warlock exotic i could see that the warlocks are going to be kind of instrumental in the raid coming up with what they can do then there was a video from gray gaming that goes over the new titan exotic boots the path of the burning steps that's what they're called and a perk that's not actually listed on the boots 
but that was has been found out whilst playing is these boots are kind of meant to help you combat stasis so the perk is Firewalker. Solar final blows periodically grants you an escalating bonus to weapon damage. You are harder to slow or freeze with stasis, and when you break out, you take no damage from doing so, creating a burst of solar energy around yourself. Now, the solar energy burst is quite big, uh, so if somebody's rushing in to shotgun you, they shouldn't do because if they're weak, then they're going to die. But the thing that was found out that isn't actually listed on the boots is if a I'm gonna I'm gonna place you as a hunter. If a hunter throws out one of their little freezing shurikens, it actually gives you the buff to give you bonus weapon damage. So any any form of ice gives the Titans the buff. It's BS. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying I'm just saying the hunters because let's face it, it's always a hunter versus a Titan. Yep. If you take any kind of frozen damage, you get a the one time stack of the weapon damage buff. Which is insane for the amount of stasis that is going around in the crucible, that it will give you the potential to two tap somebody very quickly if you take any kind of damage. But it's not listed on the boots, so which is quite cool. Um, but Grey Gaming goes over that in his video. Then we have our friend of the show, Froggy six one eight one five double seven two five, goes over a couple of um, cool glitches. The first one, uh, he goes over height and flight. So this is a guide on how to get higher and fly with sparrows, etc. in the game. Pretty cool. And then he goes over the override mission via the Pit of Heresy. And this is kind of glitching out of going in to see where this new part of the override mission is. Which will all be in by the time you maybe hear this podcast. But I thought it was quite interesting. Uh, JB3 has glitched inside the vault. So this is via the new social space for the Elixney. And if you're interested in seeing that, you can go and watch JB3. And he's also got into the scourge of the past chest room. And um, you can have a look at that. Lucky10p uh, has a quick video on why Sundering Blast mod on the artifact may be one of the best ones that you can get. And why you might want to put it on your artifact. Uh, sorry, get it from your artifact. Sorry. <laughs> Two different things, my dude. Yeah. And Needless Space has explored the ruins in uh, is it Bo Botster ruins which is the end I, area i don't know how to it, pronounce it okay it's the end area for the scourge of the past raid which is where the elixir are now which is your yeah. kind of area that you end up when you're kind of talking to mithrax at the beginning of the opening mission and if you walk around the area there's a lot a lot of scannables that you can kind of look at and read and it i think it's uh mithrax's daughter is the one that's kind of telling you all the different information about the Elixir. And there's lots of data pads and things that you can kind of scan to get a bit more information about them. And I think I've kind of recorded as much as I could find for the podcast this week in the YouTube section. So while we're rittering on at probably at the beginning of the podcast, um, I did put the subtitles up so you can kind of read that as we kind of go along, or you can go there yourself and explore and scan these things. And I can't remember where I saw it, but I did hear that there's a pink symbol that's on one of the walls that's kind of spray painted. And apparently that's meant to be a kind of a symbol for Saint 14. So there is also something later on, which I think you've seen, haven't you, Hunter Master Rager, which is a cutscene that somebody's data mined that involves Saint 14 and this. Oh, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, like I've said before many, many times, uh, I, you know, I give Titans a bunch of crap, but Saint 14, he's up there, right? He, he's, I, I respect the hell out of him. And uh, yeah, this scene shows. No, we won't tell people. We'll just, I'll link it in the show notes. Okay, if you are yeah, interested no. in it, absolutely it, watch it. It's probably a big spoiler for maybe that's coming in the next week or two. So it involves Saint 14 and the Elixir. That's all I'm going to mm-hmm. say. But Needless Space has kind of explored that area. And there are about four or five data pads that are kind of locked behind these railings that maybe there's going to be an exotic mission that kind of takes place in that area, maybe. Because it looks like it's going to be... There's, I don't understand why they've put that back in the kind of area if we're not going to be using it. a bit like we had with the Glycon, we've had with the Harbinger mission. So possibly later on with these data pads turning up, so if you want to check that out, it's only a, a minute and a half video. So yeah, go check that out. Then we have one from iFrostbolt going over the ignition code. So this is the grenade launcher that you can get from this season from mainly doing the override mission. But what he points out is that certain roles on this or a certain role on this can be very nasty indeed. Now, this is with Slideshot and if I can just find it again. Slideshot partially reloads the magazine and temporarily boosts range and stability. So it will reload your magazine after you fire and you slide. You can also roll with frenzy on it. So being in combat for an extended time increases damage, handling and reload speed for this weapon until you are out of combat. It also can roll with spike grenades, which increases the damage on direct hits and quick launch, which can improve the velocity and stability of the weapon. And if you put a, if you can get a velocity masterwork on it, you can get a blast radius of 55, velocity of 93. Stability, I suppose you're not really concerned about because it's a one shot kind of thing, but handling of 81. So this weapon in the hands of some people can be very much like the uh, mountaintop was way back when. So I've got a video on that for, from iFrostbolt, if you are interested in checking out a good role for that. So the new submachine gun that you can get from Trials this week, the Soraya's Wrath, apparently there's a really good role on it that could rival the Recluse. Was the Recluse, wasn't it? Yeah, not not via the damage though, but because of ease of use and consistency. So it doesn't have a perk like Master of Arms or whatever, right? I mean, no. it kind of does. It kind of... <sighs> okay. So Master of Arms, whenever you killed anything with any weapon, it would proc Master of Arms, right? So that's it's not what this gun has. What this gun has in the video, basically, there's two perks that when you kill something, it procs both perks at the same time, one increasing damage, the other one increasing uh, stability damage. and target acquisition, <laughs> right? So it gives yeah. you the extra stability, target acquisition, and... Uh, stability that the recluse did and you can also kill people from kind of a bonkers range so yeah yeah because it can roll with kill clip and tunnel vision so the tunnel vision is one of the new perks so reloading after defeating a target greatly increases target acquisition and aim down sight speed for a short duration and then with kill clip reloading after a kill grants increased damage so the video is by astacross so if you are interested in getting one of those you've got trials this weekend but it'll probably be up i'd say in about two or three weeks time again because i think they're going to add more to the loot pool so you've got potential of getting some of the new stuff as well and then finally 
T. Glizzy has come across a new emblem that is available that you can get in very limited time. Uh, it's called the Misplaced Sun, and, and it'd be extremely rare. So what this requires you to do is go to a website and sign up just for, I think, a newsletter, basically. And then they'll give you a code that you can then go to the Bungie.net page and just get a free emblem. Um, hopefully it'll be one of those ones that's quite rare because it's not one that a lot of people know about until we tell a lot of people about it. So, yeah, that's that. That, that's my tips, tricks, guys, and builds this week. Well, thank you very much, sir. That was very mm-hmm. illuminating and exhausting. Well, you know, it's it's one of those <laughs> weeks where there's a lot of information out there, and to try and gather as much, I try and get as much as I can for everybody to take in. You know, it may be one that you want to kind of go back over and over again with all the different videos, but kind of pin them and, and check them out when you kind of come across it in game. So, and anything else that I can kind of think of that will help anybody in you know in their destiny gameplay right yeah and i mean it's always good to have especially you know not good to have sorry it's always going to be the long weeks the first week after a uh after Mm. a new dlc drops. and what i'm looking forward to is all the different builds with you know with the aspects and the fragments and even these new exotics that we're getting from doing lost sectors is quite cool so I'm, i'm really looking forward to what's going to be new and some of those weapons man so uh, I really want to get a pulse rifle. I've not had a pulse rifle to drop. I had one of the auto rifles to drop near God roll, near God roll. The uh, what's it called? The uh, Chroma Rush. I got one with kill clip, feeding frenzy, accurize rounds, and com- chamber compensator. I put the backup mag on it, so I've got sixty in the magazine. The stability is sixty nine, range is forty two, um, but it's got a handling masterwork on it. It's it's not as good as um, there was a really cool dead orbit auto rifle, which was the guiding star from year one, which had a range of 58 and a stability of 47. Now, the stability wasn't too bad on it. You know, it had moving target and high caliber rounds, but it worked for me. It it seemed to be quite stable. And that's in the same kind of archetype, the 720 uh, realm of this fast firing auto rifle and i really do like that i still got it in my vault so I've, I've, i always like those kind of ones so i'm maybe looking for one that's got maybe a bit more range on there maybe a range master work would push it up to 51 and it'd kind of be in that kind of territory of the valkadin which is very similar um in range stats and stability stats but that's an energy weapon so yeah i'm, I'm quite excited by that but the pulse rifle everyone seems to be talking about at the moment and again i think they've knocked it out of the park this season with weapons there there was so much loot that people want to get from doing the override missions and just focusing your engrams and saying that don't focus your engrams just yet make sure that you've unlocked everything in your servitors i know there's been a lot of youtube videos out there a lot of posts on twitter reddit don't use your ether or your data decryption uh, decrypted data to focus your engrams just yet unless you want to just do that you know don't don't listen to me if if you want to do that you do that but the fact I'm not is here that to it, tell you how to live your life <laughs> but i'm going to tell you how to live your life better right <laughs> the idea is to upgrade your servitor first and then you know store up your decrypted data to then use it on your engrams that's probably your best way yeah i know you want the hot stuff now I know you want the nice new stuff. I do as well. 
but hold back hold back my friends and it will be worth it you know come come back and tell me in a, in a couple of weeks i'm wrong because i probably am but um, i think it'll be worth it earlier today during the show i actually got a drop for the new grenade launcher you guys were talking about moment memory interdict and yeah. the one that i have rolled with proximity grenades clown cartridge and chain reaction and I've been using Anarchy for so long, I've forgotten what it's like to use a normal grenade launcher, right? Normal heavy grenade launcher. <laughs> and the first yeah. time I popped off around into a group of ads and they all just disintegrated because of the chain reaction, I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this might be fun. But yeah, no. Mm -hmm. So, again, I was just saying because that's uh, the grenade launcher we were talking about earlier. And... I just happen to have gotten one with uh, clown cartridge and chain reaction. So as far as rolls go for a grenade launcher, that's not bad. That's not bad, you know. Yeah. Did you want to quickly touch on the issue that people have kind of come up with for the? I'd say I'd say it's an issue, or the, the stuff that I kind of forwarded you for the the respawn rant, but you didn't yeah, say you were going to you were going to rant about something. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's what it is. I'll, I'll just I'll show everybody. We can read it together as we go. Alright, so Demon. Can we? Uh, yeah, we can. So... So this isn't a rant, but it's more of a kind of opinion, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... You, you raise a good point, right? So yeah, it's, it's not to be it's not to be just kind of sideline because then Bungie will think that it's okay to do this kind of crap right and it's not it's not so we're, you know i mean in some aspects i can understand why they do it in other aspects again it's kind of scumbaggy but we're just going to go over it right so um he said uh okay so response report says uh dsc not having pinnacles at this time right so the raid which is the only raid we have right now um doesn't have pinnacles and then we don't have bog yet right so uh the raid should continue to have pinnacles until vog comes out or whatever right so that's my opinion on that but anyway right now it doesn't have it um they also remove spoils of war but to rub it in we'll reduce them yeah sorry somebody, yeah. somebody else has kind of come back and said that possibly they've been reduced from what you were able to obtain either way you know that they're not the, the numbers were nerfed whether it's been removed or reduced we don't have as many as we did, okay? Mm -hmm. And um, but to rub it in, Vogue, which was free to all players. Let's say that again. Vogue is going to be free to all players, is going to have Pinnacle, right? Sounds great, right? But yeah. the problem is this. The problem is you had to pay for Vault, uh, you had to pay for Deepstone Crypt. Beyond Light. Yeah, Beyond Light. you had to buy Beyond Light, and you had to uh, you had to buy it in order to play the Deepstone Crypt, right? Couldn't do it otherwise. So if you didn't buy that, you missed out on an entire source of four pinnacle drops. Yeah, one, two, three. Yeah, four, four pinnacle drops, right? So no, five, four chests, and then the boss. I think, whatever, four or five. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so you missed out on all of those if you didn't buy the D DLC, and people are like, okay, well, yeah, no, it's paid content, whatever, right? But now, here we have Vault of Glass coming. Um, we had to buy the season pass in order to get access to all the stuff that we have now, right? So you had you had to purchase this, this upgrade, right? But if you didn't purchase the upgrade for this 
DLC, you get Vault of Glass anyway. Like, for free. I think I think the issue is the, the Garden of Salvation raid that we had with the Shadowkeep uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. That was for a whole year, wasn't it, that it was Pinnacle? Until yeah. Beyond Lake came along, and then that raid wasn't Pinnacle anymore. Yep. We've had... Deepstone Crypt for six months now mm-hmm. since November, and already it's kind of sunset n- to an extent. You know, you can still go and do the Last Wish, you can but still you don't do get the Garden of Salvation, yeah. but you don't get the pinnacles from it. Right. And I think the issue is that if you paid for Beyond Light, you still have access to the Exo mission that you can do each week, each uh-huh. week that still drops a pinnacle, which is a plus two pinnacle. You can yep. also still do the Master Empire hunts, which will still give you a pinnacle reward. Sure now, these were things that are in Beyond Light. So why nerf one of the things that is one of the pinnacle points of Destiny to go and do is a raid and not nerf the things that are kind of just in the game? Because they could have just changed those things and just done a normal reward like they did with the crow, with his lure. Those things were pinnacle... Uh, up until the end of that season, and then they dropped them back to just being. Yeah, if uh, they did that, we would have rewards. almost no, no sources of pinnacle gear this season if they did that, right? But the, so, I- the idea with that is that you go and play the raid, you play the new Glycon mission, you play the Harbinger mission, you play these things that are still in the game for those specific seasons. So they're bringing Vault of Glass, so it should be another avenue for you to go and get pinnacle gear from. But I don't understand why they've removed it from the raid because the raid is still pinnacle activity to go and do. Now it's just an activity to go and do to go and get weapons that you you know you can infuse up. But it doesn't right. make any sense to still have those things from Beyond Light still be <coughs> pinnacle rewards when the other things from Beyond Light were removed. Now when we had the hunts on the moon, we had those for a whole year. Those ones that you go around and you sure kill did. the, the the Spectre versions of Crota and Ghoul and things like that, they were available the same length of time as the raid was for that year before that was kind of nerfed. So I don't understand why Beyond Light is taking a hit six months in with the Deepstone Crypt. I don't understand either. I, I, I don't think they should have done it. I think no. they should have kept that raid active for at least another six months, had both raids give pinnacles, and, you know... Next, the, the next DLC is, they, they that want comes more up. people. They want more people to be on an even playing field. So they've reduced down the level caps from thirteen, whatever it was going to be, down to thirteen ten and thirteen twenty, respectively. So, what's the issue with more people getting to thirteen twenty from doing the pinnacle events? If you've got the time and you you make the time to go and do those raids. What what is hurting you from getting to thirteen twenty at the beginning of the season and then just working through? If you go and do those, that's why those things are in the game for you to hit the the thirteen twenty to th- hit the the caps on the season. So I don't understand. I know they want to get people going into the Vault of Glass, but I think there's enough reason for people to go back into the Vault of Glass. You've got nostalgia. You've got the weapons. You've got the change of the activities. You've got a challenge mode coming. There are things there that people will want to go back in, unless it's going to be like 
the rest of Destiny 2 where it's just going to throw the loot at you. Whereas Destiny 1, you weren't even sure if you got a Fate Bringer. You could do that Templar encounter every week religiously and you'd get absolutely nothing. It was only when, you know, towards the end of its kind of life cycle, when they were saying that you could still play it, but it's not going to be the Vault Glass that is going to continue going forward. They then give you like two Fate Bringer drops at the same time, which is what I got, which was ridiculous. I don't know why that happened. <laughs> well, we're going to wrap it up now. Uh, there has been some lore recorded from Hunter the Master Rager and Not Off in the past week. I was going to drop it in at some point, but I think because this episode is going to be quite long with a lot of information, maybe I'll hold off and save it till a couple more weeks later. Uh, once we've kind of got some opinions and some more info out to you guys. You may have it next week if there's not much to go. So, yeah, I guess it's back over to Perry to close that show. Thank you for joining us for Titans or Parody and Night Team. And your hunters, no one responds in real life. Your lore scribe, still in the mists, is not ARF. You can email the show at twotitansandahunter at hotmail.com. Find us on Twitter at twotitans underscore hunter. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Stadia, Google, all the places you want to find us. We're there watching you right behind you. Turn around. You can find your favorite Guardians on Xbox Live and PC. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere you can make an MP3 file going to your ear holes. Watch the show on YouTube. You can join the Discord at discord.frozen.party. That's frozen with a zero. And uh, someone can race for World's First on, you know, May 22nd. It won't be me. Maybe it'll be you. And uh, I hear this little competition going between uh, Guardian Downcast and uh, Guardian Hub. And, uh, you know, I, I may have to put our Frozen PC clan against them and uh, they can they can lead us to victory. And with that, Say goodbye and uh, some t- toss some smack, and I'll see you next week. Deuces! Smacktalking.exe engage! Adios. They love that we welcome them every week to Two Titans of the Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Yep. This is, I've heard it's a show where we discuss t- tips, tricks, and tools to enjoy. God. Where we cannot read. Just give up. Oh, we I'm are on. Says a thing on the show, dude. We are on brand. Jesus. Okay. Well. Says a thing on the show. Oh, da do da day.